The Ron and Fez Show starts right now.
It's the Ron and Fez show on a Thursday. Thursday, thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on today, including a double shot of Frankie McDonald a little later on in the program. That's exciting. <clears throat> yeah, we're probably gonna play one of the shots. There's no sense in playing a double shot. Uh, also, thanks to everybody for their kind uh, letters to me. About winning the St. Augustine Award. Um, really? Thrilling. Uh, obviously, I couldn't have done it without Fez, because without him being in that place that he's in, I don't even think I would have been recognized for this award. It's pretty amazing. Ron Bangton. St. Augustine Award winner. Yeah. Say the whole fucking thing. Just don't act like, all right, I'm going to fill in, but I don't know where to go. Say it. When do you have time to bang this out? When do I have time to do anything, my friend? When do I have time to do anything? The thing is, if you want something in life, and I'm just saying this to the young people, um, you know, you got out to Ohio so much. Uh, I get to all kinds of places. Yeah. Ohio is going to, you know, be the place of this election, so I'm there a lot. It's a swing state. Every state I'm in is a swing state, my friend. <laughs> Every state I'm in is a swing state. Um, and a lot of people are going, how did you get the law degree That's good without question. going to college first? And I'll tell you how. I made it up. And I just, Probably. I just want to point out to people, no one checks on your resume. Put whatever the fuck you want on there. They might take it back if you start saying that you just made up your law degree. Yeah, well... Check out my resume. I fucking put that on there that I won a couple rings with the Niners. And then I put second team, so don't even bother looking it up. <laughs> but I caught some really effective catches coming off the bench. That's nice. Move those chains. Fucking Nick Nolte style. Yeah. <laughs> that you shit counts. You do not have to start to contribute in the NFL. I've said it time and time again. Um. All right, so let's get this started. Big story up on the iBang today. Um, coming to us from the one and only Chris Stanley. And once again, it's about the future. Yeah, it's a scary, scary future coming towards us. A uh, company is creating something called a Mimoto life logging camera. Domiomagoto, here comes Mimoto. No, not that song. It's a camera. That you will place, you can just pin onto your shirt. It's tiny. It's a tiny camera. And it will take a picture every 30 seconds all day long to record your entire fucking day. I'll tell you why I love the idea for this. Why? Because my Instagram has taken up so much of my time. <laughs> Did you see mine yesterday? No. Pictures of puddings that I like. It's oh. just fantastic. Did you hashtag that? Yeah, I hashtagged it. Uh, butterscotch fun. Hashtag Butterscotch Fun, mm. uh, Ronnie B's Instagram, St. Augustine Award. What? What? Yeah, the what's yeah. not catching on the way we want it. I still don't have it it's, on. It's on there. Where? I, I normally, I'm, oh. I'm told this at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Boy, this thing is an ugly mess. What? 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 You know what that means? What? There's trouble in the mines. What? What? 
What? That's the worst fucking voice a young girl's ever had. What? What? And brain. <laughs> young girl's ever had. Yeah. But this camera, right? So it just attaches to your clothing, and then everyone will have one. Everyone. Everyone walking the street will be taking pictures of everything that's happening. I'll tell you one person that won't. I won't. I don't fucking need all this. It's fucking scary because this is where this is all heading. I value my privacy. Um, but people are already all over the fucking net. There's nothing you can do about it. They're there not because they're forced to be, but because they want to. See, this is the thing that George Orwell never understood. We want to be watched all the time, like babies in a fucking bassinet where you got that little walkie-talkie hooked up. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no it's you. true. Particularly, well, you're older than the kids here. But the kids especially. But you certainly a lot more than me. Uh, I don't even like the term what? life. What? <laughs> what? What? The term life logging seems seems fucking creepy to me. What do you mean by that? Life logging. I don't. I need to log my life anywhere. I have my memories. I have my fucking brain. It's like they'll take the pictures and then just run them back in a slideshow at your funeral. The thing is, Probably. Chris, not everybody can see your memories and not everybody can see your brain. <laughs> this no, is your chance to share with your friends. It's not that interesting. Um, fuck. I want to do a thing and just have make sure that all my phone conversations are broadcast. All right. <laughs> so that people come up to me in the street and go, you know something? You're a little hard on your dad. There's no reason that you can't make it down there for Thanksgiving. He was there for you. And you both, and along with Chris Stanley, jinxed the fucking Detroit Tigers. What are you talking about, jinx? I said six games. They got to lose two. They got this out of the you way. You also said Verlander is the fucking hey, thing. Yeah, I know. He's great. So three home runs. Two, rather. The fucking panda tore his fucking tits off. <laughs> what the fuck happened there? Jesus Christ. I got a thing from uh, Dave that said that the fucking panda is basically the greatest player since Joe DiMaggio. Come on. Yeah, it was probably a little hungover. <laughs> but um, here's uh, Kyle knows about this camera you're talking about. Hey, Ronnie, uh, I watched the, um, have you ever seen the TED Talks documentaries? No. Oh, yeah, 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 Ted. Okay, yeah, yeah, I did see it. I didn't understand you. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I watched one the other day on um, inventions, and there's a very similar item uh, a person wears around their neck. It's got a, um, it's got a camera on it. It's got a camera as well as a little projector on it. If you hold up something like an airline ticket... Um, it reads the airline ticket, and it also it'll project a little image on the airline ticket, telling you that you know, the flight's on time. Um, it'll pick up things like, uh, if you pick up a newspaper, it'll it'll um, elaborate on some of the articles by projecting onto the. It reads basically everything in real time, and this thing was amazing. And uh, I don't know how, how how far away it is, but uh, yeah, it was awesome. I want to just uh, uh, a phone app that yeah. you can wave in front of a girl and see everyone she's had sex with <laughs> and different positions. Oh, and just have fucking holographic diagrams pop up on that yeah. shit. And then she's trying to talk to you just like, hold on, I'm just getting some back information on you. Oh, wow, you're, you're dirty. Um, here's Jason this wants to tell, from Detroit to say thank you to you for picking his team. Hey, Jason. Hey, AI, Road Rush. I hope you die. Because when he hit that second on my last night, I swear to God, I yelled out, Tim, you bummer ass! 
I told you six games. They gotta lose two. Don't worry. Don't worry. You you said nobody could ever beat Verlander at any time. Kung Fu Panda came in there. I believe at one point he was stri- swinging three bats. <laughs> now is everyone gonna start and call him Mister Rocktober? Probably. He hit three home runs, and that's Pujols said it. Now this guy will. Um, Nathan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, how you doing? I figured you would you would appreciate this. The Stones are playing a secret gig tonight in Paris. All right, hold on for one second. All right. Siri, book me into a Paris gig tonight. Stones. Siri. No. She's gone. No. A secret gig for the Rolling Stones. Crackers in Paris. Mm. Limey's in Paris. <laughs> Because they're not exactly crackers. Uh, yes, yes. If they're British, you fucking racist <laughs> motherfucker. I just see you white fucking skin. jinx, tiger jinx. I'm not jinxing anyone. Aren't you? What's, no, I'm not. Uh, what happened last night? Look, Heat and Five called it. Euro Cup, Spain called it. I've called every goddamn Notre Dame game, too. I'm on fucking right, fire. Let's stay with this. What's going to happen to Notre Dame this weekend? They're going to fucking lock it up and win. Eight and no. Against Oklahoma. Against Oklahoma. And that's what fucking Norman. You're the only the person calling that, dude. No one else is. Everyone, see, I have no money on the game. If I have a stake in it, it's not going to come true. I have no stake in anything. You got to shovel a little cash in. <laughs> Get some of that Irish money. <laughs> um, so, it is the Ron Fed show. There is a jinx <laughs> on board. Um, Jeff, T-Town, you're on the Ron Fed show. It's not uh, Mr. October. It's Senior Octubre. That's actually, yeah, that's better. I like that. I like that a lot. But I don't want him to lose his nickname, Kung Fu Panda. That, that's not going anywhere. Because everybody wants Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> what? 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 You know, this is why she can't get pregnant, because this voice is a sperm killer. What? What? Sperms what? would die. It's sonic vasectomy. What? What? Something actomy. Something oh, actomy. Disectomy. Where am I? Carl, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, hi, Ron. Um, hi, Fez. Hi, Pepper. What can we do for you, dude, before you, you know, say hi to everybody like a fucking... Life blogging could eventually be a cure for Alzheimer's. Because if you have all of your memories... Incorporated in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, put in some database, then your brain will, you know, if you just plug that into your brain somehow, future science. I, I love this. That, plug it into your brain somehow. Yeah, well, just like a He's got years. it. Plug it in somehow. Yeah. That's the only part that we don't. How to actually cyborg up the brain. What if I shove an HDMI cable into my fucking ear? Well, that, fuck, will that stream my brain to my uh, flat screen? Here's the other side of it. Do you really want to be tracked by your chick and everything that you did it's like, let me see all your, day? Let me see your life-locking camera today. Watch. Do you understand how many times when you're walking down the streets in New York, you will turn around and check out an ass? <laughs> it will, it's, it's a behavior control device. It's not life-locking. It's yeah. fucked up. By the way, mine, uh, my thing is perfect because I turn around and light that cigar, relight that cigar. <laughs> like, oh, shit, did this go out? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Thousands of pictures. They're basically walking down the street. It's insane. 
Well, people love this, though. I mean, w- your problem is this. If the government was forcing this on us, yeah, I would have a problem with it. But everybody runs to every new technology that there is. And I'm, I even forget this thing that people would tell me is going to um, be the new Twitter right now. Pinterest? No, fuck Pinterest. That's stupid. <laughs> this is something where you can also put your audio and your video and oh, put it up. Uh, is it mega? Mega.com? No, that's the dumb thing. Is it tout? No, those things are ridiculous. Those things came <laughs> so fast that no one gives two fucks about them. Is it them. Spotify? <laughs> Spotify? Come on. What is this? Fucking the 11s? John, you're on Run of Fez. Good morning, gentlemen. I know every time I hear that what, my sperm dries up. I know. I'm Mine turns back. My balls go up on my body. Oh. Scary. Yeah, it's scary. Can you stop playing, please? Sure. What? 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 My head. Big Fez Watley on deck today. After yesterday's scare of a panic attack, Big Fez Watley doing it again. And for the thing, he did not throw up. He dry heaved. Um, And I'm still trying for the last 10 minutes to think of that thing that's going to replace Twitter. It's got a certain name. It's like an eek. It's cheek. Uh, it's, Foursquare? Uh, no, it's feed. feed. P-H-E-E-D. It's for fish fans? Feed. Yeah, it's kind of fishy. <laughs> it's certainly fishy. But anyway, and I thought we had had a new deal where he's off the slowness. What happened there? I asked Fez this morning. I asked where he would be more comfortable. Killing me? Where would you like to fucking snipe from? from? Uh, Fez, what's in your kitchen today? Let's get you on the slow boat to China. Well, I actually owe someone an apology today. Let me just tell you, I appreciate you coming to me about it. Mm-hmm. And I know you're working on things by taking a pill and sitting at your house. And I hope it comes through. So, apology accepted. Well, uh, actually, someone besides you as well. So, uh... Jessica Simpson's dad, Joe Simpson. Joe, the forgotten Simpson. Everybody paid attention to his brother, O.J. The former Baptist preacher apparently is gay. He's Apparently under- is gay? That, that's what, did he just, just have his dick up at the asshole, but it didn't win? I just, I'm just going to come on it. It bet. Oh. Does that wow. still make you gay? Maybe. I think 100%. The fact that's that you're saying maybe, I'm going to put you in the... <laughs> Um, not committed states. <laughs> so I'm Joe- going to give you a light blue. I'm sorry, Fez. Go ahead. I'd love to hear it. Joe Simpson is gay. He's left his wife and he's, has... He's definitely gay or is this just a rumor mill? Well, he hasn't announced it himself yet, but all the reports are out that he's gay, leaving his wife, Tina, after all these years, and already has a 20-year-old boy toy boyfriend. <laughs> mm. So I oh, I could never stand Joe Simpson. I, Didn't like him? I always found him so obnoxious the way he would talk about his, his daughter's double D breasts and say how she's not being sexy enough. He always came off with a real big creep factor to me. But apparently he was gay the whole time. So he was just being basically gay caddy and commenting on women like any other gay man would about Jessica Simpson. 
that still is creepy if it's the dad. Yeah, he made her. But it's not sexual. So if a straight mom said, my son has a big, thick cock. Oh, God. That would not Yeah, that would that's not be creepy. Weird. And so the dad could say it? About his daughter? No, because the straight mom would be saying it about her son, so that's right, creepy. So if she said, my daughter's little vagina gets so wet, I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's still I supposed to be the parent. Get bagged up then. Yeah, but it's being said in uh, more of a fun way than a sexual way, than a deviant way. It's still creepy and deviant if the person's saying about their child. This was this is would one of the things that people would be weirded out about gay gay people adopting. If they're just like, why don't you just fuck in front of the, the um, us parents? Oh, weird. Um, here is uh, Tim. Tim, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Fizzy, uh, do the reports say whether or not Joe has had gay sex? Because if you don't have sex, you're not officially gay. I love the way Fez... Well, it says he's dating. When he's not laid back, he then says, okay, I'm into the show. Let me bring up a topic that makes me a target. No. Maybe he likes it. What's that? It's being a target. I don't know. I can only say when, you know, then later in the show, he'd be crying and be like, why does everyone got to pick on gay people? But he just made makes this statement that it's okay for a gay dad to talk about his daughter's sexuality. Ugh. That sets him up. No one's going to be in for that. Um, another question for you. Here's Tim. Tim, you're on the Run Fish show. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, comment on that life lock. How about any time uh, you bought a, a bag of marijuana or something like that? Like, I wonder how that's going to play out. How people are going to feel about buying uh, recreational drugs? There will not be the, uh, any secrets. Just no. like the fucking, fucking drug dealer is going to have one on, and he, the buyer is going to have one on, and they're going to fucking laugh about it later. Right. And in the meantime, every room that you go into is going to have different things Ugh. that everybody can see. Every mobile advice is basically a spy fucking cam yeah. at 360 degrees. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's come down to. Just come to my Instagram and you will see all the pictures. And I came, I'm one of the few people who came out against this. It's probably one of the reasons why I won the St. Augustine Award. It's really impressive. Chris, I couldn't have done without you. Well, hey. Thank um. You. Roadhog, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, Road. Yeah, hey, Desi, you remember when you said you were going to leave the country if Obama or if uh, Romney wins the election? Yes. All right. We'll see you later, bud. He's not going to so much leave the country as he will his mind. He will just leave his mind for a while. Totally gone. Wiped out. Good for Joe Simpson picking up some And I'm not going to have to worry about it because Romney's not going to win that election. You put a guarantee on it, huh? Oh, absolutely. What makes you so uh, sure that Obama's going to take Ohio? Uh, he's He's been leading in Ohio the whole time. And even if he doesn't win Ohio, Romney still has a really long way to go to get to the 270 electoral votes that he needs. 
He's going to take Florida. He's going to take the Carolinas. He's going to take Virginia. Uh, there's a good chance that he could take Wisconsin. Uh, Colorado looks certainly good. I don't know where you're getting this excitement factor from. I mean, if you look at the election, all right, let's say you get Romney. All right, look how he looks at this. By the way, Fez never heard of 270 to win until I showed him the other day. And now he, I have to hear about him from constantly. He's he's really, he's fucking loving this electoral college. <laughs> because it gives him a chance not to think, to do a puzzle instead of thinking. All right, go ahead, show us what Romney's going to win. All right, Rom. Let's see. Right, let's see where the, those are the red states that are locked in, and those are the blue states that are locked in. Yeah, not many blues, but you've they got all, New York and California. They'll count. Um, just give me a second to set it up, Fuzz. The uh, weird thing is, Chris, I want you to see that your vote doesn't count. Neither does mine. Oh. Uh, and then weirdly, neither does Chris Christie's. For all he's running around helping... And being the fucking Republican yeah, boss, dude. Uh, his state is already decided. Okay, go ahead. Show us a visual on the radio. Okay. Yeah, you give Romney uh, North Carolina and Virginia because they are leaning Romney. Mm-hmm. You give President Obama Nevada because that's leaning his way. Leaning how much? Uh, by about, I think, four to five points. Okay. So that leaves uh, the, these leftover things. You can give Romney Florida. He still has to get so many things. Obama takes Ohio and Wisconsin. You're saying and he's done. that, but but there you don't have no thing. It's going to come down to Ohio like it normally does, right? Yeah. I don't know why you're so comfortable thinking that uh, Obama's going to take Ohio. Uh, he's led there the entire time. So did Al Gore, my friend. So did Al Gore back in 2000. Oh, no. And it came down to getting out the rural votes. To sit back and feel relaxed about this? I mean, you don't think the Romney people have looked back and said, what's it going to take for us to win Ohio? How did George W. Bush do it? And then try to do the exact same thing? It comes down to Ohio. That's fucking crazy. What, that it just comes to Ohio? It's just, it doesn't make any... Gu- Tell me what doesn't make sense to you. <sighs> that one state determines what everyone else is going to do. Like, I prefer the popular vote. It, it, it just makes more sense to my feeble mind. There are a lot of people pulling for the popular vote. We should put that uh, poll up. Uh, because if uh, Barack Obama wins this presidency... The chances don't look well that he will win the popular vote. So, again, like in 2000, we will have a president who the majority of the people did not vote for. There is what Fez is saying is what the Democrats are working this entire time of how to win the electoral vote, not the popular vote. Um, We'll throw it out there. What, do you think it's time to drop the Electoral College? 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, why are you uh, 100% for the popular vote? Because, the, all right, you take the population of the United States and the population of votes. More people vote for who they want to win. So more people vote for whoever gets more votes should win the presidency. It seems that simple, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I guess it isn't since it hasn't well, been done that way for it, 200 years. Yeah, we've never done it that way for <laughs> since the beginning. But a big part of that reason was is because in the very early days, 
it was a completely different world to live in, let's say, Massachusetts or to live in North Carolina. You had completely different wants, desires, ways of looking at the world. And what they didn't want was, you know, population centers to kind of control everything. The states' rights, we basically were 13 different governments pulled together under one government. Where I don't think anybody totally feels like there's a gigantic difference that uh, in in your rights if you lived in Mississippi or if you lived in Oregon. It pretty much feels the same way these days. Yeah, I feel that way. Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Uh, I do want to say I got a question, though, but I do want to comment on this electoral college thing. I, I do think it's an archaic practice. If, I think if I'm, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it started, you know, obviously back, you know, in the, in the early part, days of our country due to the fact that they didn't want uneducated people affecting um, the voting process and voting in the wrong guy, quote unquote. So I, I think that's how the Electoral College started. I could be wrong, but, you know, obviously. So they could kind of break it down section by section and just yeah. like. Here's the easiest way to count the votes, blah, blah, blah. That both systems would have had their own weirdness for this. But I will tell you this, Chris. This is a. Do you know how much this money has got spent on this election? Uh, Two. Two billion dollars. Two billion dollars focusing on places like Virginia, Florida, Nevada, Ohio. If you said flat out, you got to wide open this now. Like it was a Jaws movie. Yeah. I'm sure we would go to two, three times that amount. That you would. Oh, my God. The yeah. fact that they don't really have to travel the Northeast. Like, fuck Texas. Or Texas. Yeah. They don't have to do it. But it is a very weird thing. Uh, because l- let's look at it this way. Let's say you win New York and they go, there's no way we can come back. Look at those things. They normally tend to be like 53 to 47 and you know Never it's very rare that it's like 80 to 20 you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah so there's there would then be an amazing amount of reasons for people to stay in new york city and and campaign chicago and campaign los angeles and campaign yeah. Places that you never see them campaigning or see like ads or anything i never see political ads no. in new york no because Ever. your state is locked down so now, how do they go out and spend that money, and where do they spend their time? And the chances would be that they would never show up in the Rocky Mountain states then. They would just have zero, you know, they might go into Denver. Wyoming gets the shaft completely. Yeah, yeah, it just wouldn't happen that way. Um, it would be, then, I think it would come down to two different things. You would have, it would honestly become the rural votes against the urban votes. Because even when uh, Texas goes so red, places like Dallas and Houston could very easily go blue and there's a lot a lot of votes in those kind of places. So then I think that you would really start to have city candidates talking about the cities. <laughs> All right, yeah. And then... Guys, just basically goes concentrating on any large urban area, right? Yes, that would be it. You would go out and work, fucking Houston, D.C., New York, Chicago. You'd be like the NFL. 
Just like you never hear the NFL players showing up in some fucking, you know, they're never in Why Kentucky. Why would they? Yeah. Then you're lucky enough. Um, go ahead. Let's go over here to um, Keith. You're on the Run Affairs show. Mahabun. Yeah. Ronnie, I think what you just said is the important thing that we probably ought to get even closer to the Electoral College. For instance, here in West Virginia, we have five electoral votes, and that's because we have five representatives based on population. So it shifts. But if the, whoever gets one vote more than the other guy, 50% plus one, he wins all five of those electoral votes. If they divvy up those votes, it would force these candidates to, like you said, maybe go to Houston and campaign in the flatlands of Texas and but, campaign in different parts of West Virginia. But, you know, at, at that point, it would seem like we would be doing constant campaigning. It would be nonstop. And governing nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, well, even do. now, the last two years has been campaigning. Two fucking years. A billion dollars a piece. Uh, what is gets done? Nothing. Because the parties don't work together because they're fucking constantly campaigning. And 2016 will start immediately after this one's over. TB. TB. Sheets? Uh, mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Jason, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, guys. Uh, I was just going to say, man, we've got to go to popular vote. Uh, last election, you know, I, I live in South Carolina, uh, and it didn't matter who you voted for in that election. If you voted for McCain, it didn't matter because Obama won the election. Um, if you voted for Obama, it didn't matter because McCain won the state. Uh, we were still, people were still voting, and they were announcing the winner of the presidency, and people hadn't even cast, finished casting their votes yet. We've got to go to popular one man, one vote. They all need to be counted. Uh, I think it really comes down to um, your vote doesn't really matter all that much, dude. Unless you're in fucking Ohio this year, your vote doesn't matter all that much. That seems shitty. You seem shitty. I, well, I know I'm shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Mike. You are, let me try you one more time. Do we got you, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronnie, we got to do this, the, the popular vote there. I mean, that's it, because uh, when, when Bush won, he didn't win the popular vote. Right. Uh, also, I, I think the problem is uh, the primaries. I mean, electing these, can I mean, getting these candidates to represent the party. We, we got to do something about that, too, because, like, a guy like Ron Paul, I, I talk to a lot of people who love Ron Paul, but mm -hmm. he had no shot. You know, I mean, uh, he, 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 these podunk uh, t uh, states get to elect who, uh, you know, who we have to vote for. And I, you, I, you know, if you even go back to the primaries, if you were a Republican in New York, you really never got a chance to vote for the guy that you wanted in the primary. It was locked at up all. before, right? Yeah, because it was long locked up by the time that got to New York. So at one time, you're sitting there as a New York Republican, and you're watching 12 guys on the stage, and they're battling back and forth. You're like, which one do I want? You know what? I really want that. He might never make it to you. It's up to fucking now Iowa and New Hampshire to decide whether that guy ever makes it to New York. It's fucking crazy. Um... Ryan, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's going on, guys? I mm. uh, just want to say, 
there, there's a real simple reason we have the electoral college and kind of harken off what you're saying there, Ron. Uh, you could have that the popular vote would come down to just being decided between two or three very populated states between California, New York. Uh, yeah, but you but you but you say that. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of fucking stuff in the roar. Even now in Ohio, what I'm trying to explain to Fez is the people that are going to get picked up in buses live out in the country somewhere. And for Fez to sit around and look at these polls and things that he's got it locked down, I don't believe it. It comes down to ground game. And the Romney people had to know about this for a full year. They had to know this is where... This matters. stuff was going to be... Uh, Romney thought something because in the last two debates, he didn't even fucking attempt. He basically just stood there and, you know, Fez was all like, yeah, my guy win. You don't see the fucking poll numbers changing. And I told you before when you talked about a comeback, I go, only that first fucking debate matters. Only that first debate moves it at all. Yeah, by the time foreign uh, foreign policy came around, people were like, people yeah, we don't even care. Didn't, like, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, no one cares about foreign I policy. I mean, you want to talk about... Which a, is insane. Yeah, you want to talk about... Um, we're in fucking a war in Afghanistan. About, hey, every vote should count. Turn around and look at a lot of the people voting. They fucking pay attention to nothing. And I heard people commenting about how fucking Romney's jacket was fitting him. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck if the guy was out there in the... Pair of suspenders in a barrel. What the hell cooler. is that? Um, some of these people would vote for fucking Honey Boo Boo right now because they think she's hysterical. No, don't vote for Boo Boo. You didn't see that thing where she acted like she was sleeping on the Dr. Drew? I saw the the, the, the clip of it. Yeah. It's like watching abuse. <laughs> it was up on the eye bang. It was fucking hysterical. Um, Garrett, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ron Pepper. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, uh... You know, it's just from the outside looking in. It seems like the whole American uh, political system is a little fucked up and how they have the two-party system. And I was wondering your thoughts on, you know, if uh, the way Canada does it, we have multi-parties and a small party can grow bigger based on based on the uh, public opinion and getting behind that party. Just your thoughts on that. Well, and uh, for, for beating the Yankees, I hope the Tigers burn in a fire. Thanks, bye. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen because we do have a Coke... And Pepsi fucking system. Um, no if you room. watched any of this stuff with the with the uh, the other parties that were on fucking YouTube the other night, it seemed like you would have voted for any one of those candidates. I mean, any one, every one of them was coming up saying, "Why, uh, as far as foreign policy, why are we in any of these wars?" That doesn't fucking get debated. Uh -uh. You have two fucking guys basically saying, "Do we want?" to spend a tremendous amount of money on the military or an even more tremendous amount of money on the military. And the one who only thinks a tremendous amount is being seen somehow as a pussy. Anti-American. Yeah. Doesn't support the troops. Um, and willing to endanger every one of our lives. And the fact is, he is endangering our lives from being over there all the fucking time. From my point of view, at least, which doesn't play into this. Um, I, I personally think fucking Re Obama's a Republican. And I think... Th Here's the weirdest thing, too, because you would hear about stuff about fucking Tea Party. Tea Party. Oh, the Tea Party's changing the Republican Party. Look how conservative we're getting. You the, Then the Republicans put up a guy 
who was the fucking governor of Taxachusetts, who came up with Obamacare and then gay was gay marriage and pro-abortion. This is the fucking guy that the Republicans run at us. That's who they picked. He's the chosen one. The governor of Taxachusetts. And no one on Fox News will say... Oh, remember when we used to say tax of juices all the time? We shit on this guy a lot. How come we don't do that anymore? Everybody's fucking bullshitting to us. All right, where is our votes right now? Electoral college or electoral? Uh, popular vote winning 76%. <laughs> That's Chris Stanley's That's thing right, against Fez's. That's right, baby. Fez, you got to pull that vote back. Yeah, well, the electoral college, it's, it's like we talked about. Places are going to get completely disenfranchised. At least people... Uh, well, hold on. Let's step, hold on for a second here. You don't think the American people are disenfranchised now? Yeah, there's people that... You don't think th that I'm disenfranchised sitting in New York saying that neither fucking... That my... A, my vote doesn't matter and neither candidate uh, is speaking for me? Yeah, I think I'm disenfranchised. I don't know anyone out there who's enfranchised. You know, at least even four years ago, you had people being really pro-Obama, and you had people being really pro-Sarah Palin. Not so much McCain, but they were turning out in droves because they believed in Sarah Palin. I don't see that either time. You're, you're having people voting against the guy they really don't want. That's the driving force of that. And you don't see that as disenfranchised? It's uh, everyone gets disenfranchised with either system, but who we, said? But less with the pop. Uh, with less said? with the electoral college. We've never, we've never tried the other one. So how do we know we get uh, more disenfranchised? We've never ran on a straight popular vote. We don't know it. Shit, even the fucking NBA is ready to admit that they're not going to have all-star centers. They do away with that. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it doesn't fucking make sense anymore. It's not part of their history. Their tradition is gone. But they would be lying if they said, oh, no, people still play center in this league. I think that you're looking at an entire uh, disenfranchised country. I, people writing local vote, local elections matter. Yes, we all know that. We're talking about... Run Let me just tell you something. Most people in this country that vote only vote this election. Yeah. And I will agree a million percent. School board matters. Commissioner matters. Probably more to you. But the fact is, this is the election people turn out for. Then we fucking hand that guy the ball. And then at the same time, there's this thing where he can't do what he wants to do. Whether it was Clinton, Bush, or Obama. Because we have these little safety fucking places so that what we really uh, want doesn't matter. Why? Because the secular fucking holy men that founded this country put it up so really only their ideas change the country. You can't come along in this time and go, why don't we do that? Because the oh, system no. is set up that, that you can't change. You can't change fast. Um, here is Jay. Jay, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hi, good morning. You know, uh, my fantasy is that we abandon the Republican form of government and go to a parliamentary system, whereas 
when the government uh, loses confidence, there's an election and it's done in eight weeks, and we lose this electoral, uh, this uh, primary circus that we go through every four years. You know, it's so, like, hard for us even to understand that in England. Like, just boom, the guy is fucking gone. Because a bunch of people go look at us, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're gone. And everybody they came in with is gone. Peace out. Beat it. It's over, man. And we have, we believe in a thing of career politicians and basically corporate politicians who go down there and buy votes. All you got to do is hang out in D.C. for a while to see how much money fucking gets flung around down there. It's unbelievable. Dude, how many parties? And special interest yeah. motherfuckers. And they all live outside of D.C. And there's just these little townships that are gigantic. It's giant mansions and shit. Yeah. Mini mansions. I mean, they all look like shit, but they love them. <laughs> what do you think today is oatmeal day? You can rock smoke meal. Okay. As long as you say so, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I say so. All right. Um, James, you're on the run of Fed show. One billion dollars per candidate. That just fucking staggers and boggles my brain. And so it just made me think, if they, if one candidate stepped up and gave one million dollars to every public school in America, what would that do? Thanks. Garth, you're on the run of the show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. All right, so my favorite is when people tell me if I don't vote, then I don't have the right to bitch, which is bullshit because freedom of speech. Anyways, if I'm feeling disenfranchised because of electoral, electoral college and all the fucking horse shit, why should I care? Why should I vote? You know, give me a reason. I don't care. I, I would never sit around and try to convince somebody to vote. I fucking laugh at all the rock to vote things and just don't vote. vote I've fucking stepped out of elections before. I think not voting is also a choice. I don't think I'm going to vote this year. I mean, Fez is saying, what about people being disenfranchised? Half the people don't vote. Half. And what do you want? Those people to vote? Why would you? They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. I, I, would, I would never go around telling people to vote. Well, it's drilled in your brain as a little kid. What, just to say that? To repeat it over and over? You've got to vote. Yeah. Yeah. Be an Get American. out there and vote. Even though you don't fucking read or just pull follow a lever. along. Yeah. <laughs> Go down and just pull a silly lever for no reason. Rock your vote, man. Don't worry about the issues. Am I right, Vody the owl? <laughs> Whoo, yeah. What? 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 <laughs> what? There's the what Romney vote. Bunch of fucking lunatics. Well, Fez, you haven't done much to move your election over. I would worry about you as a candidate because you just got beat. By somebody that nobody listens to, Chris Stanley. Yeah, I'm a fucking crazy person. Without the Electoral College, then a place, if you're living in Iowa, then you're completely ignored. So it's, it's, wait, so the fact that you're completely ignored in Los Angeles or New York City or Chicago doesn't bother you? Do you think some people that fucking look both ways and see fucking old empty gas cans should fucking get to rock this thing? 
Come on. I just think of it as kind of dirty and a bed gas cans that have been left alone because people had to start their fucking car through the gas can. Grimy. I want to see more inner city gangs voting. Oh, we have, well, some have felonies and then, you know, they're shit out of luck. Oh, yeah, when Steinbrenner couldn't vote that time. <laughs> Boo-hoo. But right now, well, all right, I'll pick a small, has Alabama ever mattered? In your lifetime, has who takes Alabama ever been up in the air? No. No. So that's not disenfranchising. Yeah, it is, but there's less disenfranchising with electoral figure? college. Every single person would go out and think my vote matters. My vote matters exactly the same as everybody else's. I see no reason why not just to try it. Just I give it a fucking it. shot. Everyone in the country would feel like their vote mattered more. Everyone. The, it's a fucking popular vote. Now, here's the weird thing. Whether you liked him or not, people voted for Al Gore to be president. He won the popular vote. Yeah. He got it. Imagine how different the country would have been. Who knows what We would be, yeah. Around. We'd be fucking sailing around in sailboat cars. It would be awesome. We That would also fly. And by the way, for some reason, that guy was able to turn in his personal money since then $2 million into $100 million. Maybe he would have done that for all of us. Yeah, really. Fucking make some more goddamn documentaries about whatever. Maybe we'd be wiping our asses with seashells right now. Oh, shit. I never knew how to use the three seashells. Then just start cursing a lot until the paper comes out <laughs> and take it, wipe your ass with that. I wouldn't be able to fucking live in that Demolition Man future. Yeah, you would. You'd be living underground with those motherfuckers. Oh, you Dennis Larry. You and Dennis Larry. Hey, let's fucking rob the uh, dumpsters behind the Taco Bell. Get some fucking burritos. Um, Matt, you're on the Run of Fetish show. Hey, Ron. I heard a stat that said that in Colorado... 60% of the voting population came out one way or the other on uh, medical marijuana, but that same population, only 30% came out and voted for the uh, primaries and the, and the political part of it. So it uh, kind of puts your priorities in perspective. Well, there is... Um, there is a... I mean, you're, I think your life would change more in Colorado on whether or not weed was around than whoever was president. These and you know, these people who get into the thing of I'm gonna leave it, don't worry about it. Because these presidents get fucking wrapped the fuck up. With Obama Obama got Obamacare done sort of and it's not gonna happen it's done. Yeah, everything it was, is done sort of. Yeah, it's it's done if yeah. fucking Romney wins. It's like it's over. All everything that anything that everyone cared about, it doesn't matter. It's fucking wiped out. It's fucking insane. Keith, you're on the show. Good morning, guys. I just got out of jury duty, and um, one of the, I don't know if it was a lawyer or one of somebody from the legal team, they asked me if I was gay. Have you ever heard of that? I mean, did they ever do that to you guys? No, I don't look gay, though, so you probably just give off a fucking air about it. I'm six foot 275, man. I'm not. Ooh, I, I don't, I don't yeah. Nice. Hama, Getting that, that dick. Ah. <laughs> no, maybe here's what it probably was, Keith. It probably there was some kind of a gay strangler or, you know what I mean, gay bashing. So they wanted to, you know, they. And the bias. Yeah, they, they were just worried about bias. 
Last time I went down to uh, jury duty, they asked me how come I had a garbage can fucking tied to my head. Why? I said to stop the aliens from reading my brain, motherfucker. Now, please, let me, let's do this. I didn't know that's, that's what fucking stops the brain fucking waves. That's why I was kicked off. Damn. Everyone knows it's tinfoil. I still haven't answered my original jury duty notice. It's been fucking 10 years. Good. I can't wait till you're on the other fucking side with the jury looking at you. Well, please. Well, what jury's going to fucking screw a guy over for not wanting to go to jury duty? I'll fucking I'll choose the fucking trial. All those people that are, who actually did it. No, I they hate. I was down there before. They hate the people who don't show up. Fuck that! I'll represent myself. Good. I'll say, hey, I've done what you people didn't have the fucking bravery to do. You are really riding high on the, this massive win you had over Fez today. <laughs> By the way, look at Fez's map now. He's got everything in blue. Fez, it's not going to happen that way. Every state. <laughs> I don't think you're going to win Ohio, Fizz. Oh, I think so. I absolutely think so. Give me the latest Ohio polls right now that you have. Let's see what we got. Slowly. Um, Greg, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, it, it all depends on how selfish someone is on if they want popular vote or electoral vote. I'm in Missouri. We used to matter, so I'd like the electoral vote. Now I want... Uh, Popular vote because I want Obama to win. Yeah, you guys did used to matter. Yeah, they used to come here all the time, and now they don't at all. And it's fully Republican, and I don't like it, so I want popular vote. Well, the the other interesting thing is you look at some of these uh, states that used to be red. Uh, Nevada, Virginia, Florida. The reason why they're not 100% 100% anymore? It's just because people have moved there. <laughs> Transplants. Yeah. Or fucking making a big difference. Get that expat vote. <laughs> Love it. Hell yeah. What happened that fucking happened in New York? It'd be crazy. The well, fact least... that the Steelers Nation had to leave Pittsburgh and they're all over changed a lot of things. They start Steagle Nation. Everybody, oh, thanks. Everybody loves Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Everyone in San Fran does. Three different Ohio polls. One has Obama ahead by three points. One has him ahead by five points. And the third one has them tied, 48 to 48. That's close. Could go either way, dude. <laughs> Fucking Fez jinxes Obama. If Fez jinxes Obama, <laughs> and you really will leave the country... Yes. What country would you go to? You almost fucking throw up sitting here in your own home. I have plenty of relatives in Canada. So you'll honestly go with them? They would right. have me. I, I don't care. They would have you at first. Fez is still here. By the way, uh, has Polo talked to you? No, he hasn't. He's coming. coming here in early November. I think he'll actually even be here for the election. That's 11 days. Yeah. And you I don't know why he talks to me about it, because I keep saying yes. No, we can't wait to see you. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a fucking great. And Fez leaves the country, Paul gets that apartment. I I have a thousand bucks right now that they still end up doing it. You think, like, fucking, just to just succumb? Fez will be lucky to get Paul up. Hey, Fez will just crawl in, into him one night and just start blowing him. Mm-mm-mm. You should do it, Fess. Dean, Pittsburgh, you're on a Fess. 
Hey, Ron, you sound like a Brazilian bucks today. Oh, that's hey, a lot. I, I, yeah, no, I travel southeastern uh, uh, part of, of Ohio, and I see virtually no Obama signs up. No, those people are as red as red can be. They actually, and I didn't know this, so I went to Ohio. They have a fucking southern accent. They're like, I welcome Ohio. I'm like, what? I thought this was fucking Ohio, like Cleveland. Fuck that shit. Hell no. No, get rid of that accent. Well, like, who to who, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Oh, boy. This is fucking dangerous. I just turned my thermos into a bong. Hey. Hit that shit. Rip it. You could fucking make a lot of money down there just fucking driving around in an oxy truck saying vote for Obama. <laughs> Remember the L was for oxys. <laughs> Get your oxy on, everybody. It's going to be an oxy fucking 2013. He's starting to turn me around. I like oxys. A uh, little Connecticut uh, the right way is up on the iBank today. And, Hicks, that's basically up there for you because it's time for you to understand all the great food that you could get. I, if you would just take a weekend getaway with your chick. That sounds really nice. I've only been to Connecticut a couple of times to go to Connecticut Liquors. Well, you're insane to play that game because <laughs> there's great food in Connecticut. It's a great getaway spot. Well, I guess it's also a... a uh, a great place to fucking, you know, live. I wouldn't know. And that never even once dawned on me. Joshua, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I got an issue with Fez's comment on uh, disenfranchisement on these smaller states. I mean, you got a state like New Hampshire. It's basically 50-50 regardless of which way it goes. And now you're saying 49% of that state shouldn't matter while saying that you're championing disenfranchisement. You know, it doesn't make any sense because half the state disagrees regardless. But if if it was just popular vote, who would even pay attention to New Hampshire? You'd never well, get a presidential have, candidate there to campaign. Well, but their votes would count. Yeah, so this is like a strategy. Either aim for the fucking giant cities or aim for everywhere else. Right. Yes, I think it would. But the, the what he's saying is if you fucking vote in New Hampshire... And your side loses by only a couple votes. That now becomes a zero. All the work that you did becomes a zero when you're handing an end to the feds. Why would you keep those people involved in the political process if they feel like they can't be hurt? Or if you live in a state, let's say that you're in a red state. Um, Is there any reason for you to try to get out the vote? If you're going to lose uh, by 60 percent, I'm saying 60 to 40, right? Uh-huh. There's no reason to get out the vote, right? I drop any cash. Let's suppose you live in Mississippi and it goes 60 to 40 red every time, right? Right. Would there be any reason for you to go out and try to get people to vote blue, vote with the Democrats? No, it would, no, it would seem. So you would stay in and people would go, why should I vote? Or why should I even register? Because even if I'm registered as a Democrat, I don't go in. But now let's suppose you live in Mississippi. And you could take the Democratic vote by working hard on it from 40% to 43% or 44% of that state's votes. Why wouldn't you be out busting your ass even on the last fucking day to go from 42 ticks to 43 ticks? Because that could be gigantic. That would matter. 
in the federal elections. People would be fighting up into the last second in every local community the way they are in southeastern Ohio. But the there would be cities. such a less population there as a whole that it wouldn't put a dent in. Of course it would. Because those every vote would matter, whether that vote was done in rural Mississippi or on fucking 72nd Street in New York City. Every vote would count the same. Exactly the same. Where you can't say that now. Every vote that you had would be the same. No matter where you got it, whether you got it in Hawaii or whether you got it in Miami, it's exactly the same. So you would go around trying to get your neighbors to vote and Please. be part of it and understand. And you, you'd you be able to go door to door and explain to people why Romney matters if you live in Hawaii. I think that it would be worth the shot. Certainly worth the experience. I think more people would get involved. Um here is uh, Jeff. Jeff, you're on Fez. Hey, uh, I love how Fez dances on certain issues that don't make sense for his perspective. But um, I'm, I'm an undecided voter, and Fez has made my mind up who I'm voting for. And I'm, I'm really going to miss you, Fez, but you just convinced me to vote for Romney because you're moving to Canada. I have, I have never heard uh, somebody who said, I'm leaving the country. Not pick like a cool fucking European country for themselves. I'm going to Spain. I'm Just move to... right over the border because I have family that will take care of me. And those people will welcome me in. No adult man ever thinks to himself, if I move somewhere, will there be family to take me in? They would only think, I'm going to go there and start a new life and kick the shit out of this place. <laughs> go to South America. Where would you go in South America if you had to? Is that Brazil's rising like a motherfucker, they say. Brazil, said. maybe Ecuador. You wouldn't go to Argentina. You don't like Argentina. Mm, Argentina's a possibility, too. Then it seems like you played it down, though. You go to BA. Bring up Ecuador fucking right off the bat. You hang out in Galapagos Islands. <laughs> Study turtles. I might go to Connecticut and eat some of that food. Mm. I had actually put up Connecticut against a lot of places that brag about their food. Uh... Because, and it's very inexpensive, particularly compared to here, uh, but the hot dog places are out of this world. Out of all of them, we've put up there. We've got Danny's Drive-In, Super Duper Weenie in Fairfield, Raleigh's in Fairfield, Blackie's, Frankie's, Glenwood, Merritt. I've eaten at a lot of them. Yeah. And it may just because the place is like adorable, but the food is also great. I'm, I think I'm going to go Danny's Drive-In. Whoa. Despite the fact that it feels like you could get killed every time you pull in. Now, pizza, I'm a little more tossed up in the air about. Also, some great breakfast places. I got to think of the last place that I ate at breakfast up in Connecticut, but it was phenomenal. I can look up the name of that because I wanted to talk about it on the air. Um, here's uh, Fez's best friend, Andy in Cleveland, to be his wingman. Hey, Andy. Hey, how you doing? Uh, so I'm really kind of confused as to what all the hubbub is about our state. Um, they're, they're, the motorcades 
for one, especially in Cleveland, are a pain in the ass because we're the hub airport, which means every other day the highways get shut down because we have to put up with any number of, you know, candidates and whatever else. But if you look at the map of the battleground states, they can actually win. Uh, either side can win without winning Florida and Ohio. Uh, never in history have the Republicans won without winning Ohio. Never. I, I'm fully aware of the, the history, but I'm just saying, the, the way the numbers are breaking down with the states that they're already throwing to either side, I've, you, know, you can go to this site, it's called 270towin.com. It's actually we're, we're, we've been on it, and I've made the mistake of showing Fez, and now that's what he does instead of prep. He goes there and plays with the puzzle every day. And then two days ago brought it up to me like I wasn't the guy who showed it to him. It's almost like having a fantasy team and looking at projections and saying, all right, if I fucking move this guy into my wide right. receiver slot or this running back, I, I could eke out a fucking win. Yeah. No, here's the beauty of it. Yeah. And you work very hard on that. And then look how different reality is from the projections. Bullshit. It's so all a fucking joke. Here's one of the, the, the problems I would have if I was an Obama Democrat right now. I don't see a lot of people going, we've got to go out and vote for Obama. I think the idea of people voting against Obama right now is much higher than it is voting for Romney. Talk about disenfranchised. I see Republicans and Democrats disenfranchised. Period. Everyone's miserable. Everyone. People on the streets have all seen better times. But what am I going to do? Join the fucking Foxers? That's no fucking place I want my life to go. I'd much rather be on the outside. I'm more comfortable on the outside. Uh, here's John. John, you're on the Run a Fez show. Hey, uh, let's uh, keep the Electoral College, and then whoever wins the popular vote gets like a bonus or extra credit that they could still lose the Electoral College, and then that bonus will put them over the other guy. Yeah, so that's what we want, bonus points. Hey, they're about to hit their bonus points. <laughs> they really will be like fantasy. Like, holy shit, he went for fucking over a buck fifty. I got three <laughs> extra points in this shit. Who are you playing this week? Uh, Thug Love, Kokomo, were projected by, to win by 70. Why, why isn't Kokomo working it? Don't know. I think he uh, still has to fuck. I think he, has, he has to swap in a... Uh, no, get Coke in here. Eric Foster's out, and so he has some really shitty running backs to cover up for. Oh, him. he's been one of those guys just getting by on one player. Yeah, just riding Foster. Do what Fez leaves. L leave your fucking injured people in to get zero points. Uh-uh. But it seems like ever since then, the, the league's been getting more and more excitement, and everybody's having more and more fun with it. Like, the boards are just blowing up, people talking and hey, having Thursday. fun and busting balls. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What are you doing? Where are you going? I'm talking to you now. Closing the door. It was open. Are you not? Are you also quitting the fantasy league? You're not no, taking. No, I mean I'm still in it, but my uh, heart isn't as there anymore. Because of the Ronnie B thing. Yeah, that whole incident. Now you sound like HTG and Johnny and fucking Blowhard. I think. Yeah. Well, no, Blowhard doesn't. You know. Oh. Kathleen. He's a creep, but he's got nothing else he can do. 
He sent me a thing last night of his great boot. And oh, you God. really hurt his feelings by bringing up that term. Oh, yeah? Well, you know, he has that injured foot. He's mm-hmm. asked to wear this thing. And he goes, here's a picture of my creep boot. And I felt so fucking bad. And that's when I said, I just wrote down, get even with Chris Stanley. That's what? <laughs> huh? Don't worry, I'm not going to do it today. It's when you least expect it. But see, that's what's going to fuck me up even more, though. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be at your wedding. Oh, come on. <laughs> Or what would have been your wedding until I make my speech. <laughs> when you get married, can I walk you down the aisle? I, thought, I don't think Fez is ever going to get there. Does a dude get walked down the aisle? Gay dude. I'm straight. What? Yeah, yes. I like... I like With that them. fucking hair so pretty? Thank you. I, it is very pretty. <laughs> Thanks, thank guys. What did guys. you say it was? Very what? Pretty. 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 <laughs> yeah. Where are you voting? You voting back in Minnesota? You vote here? I actually can't vote. Uh, Felony? Yeah, I was in prison. Were no, you really? No, I, That'd be the best I delayed <laughs> too long on my absentee ballot. So now I can't what? get processed this by this point. This is the same reason that he got incompletes in school. You know what I mean? Like, I had no idea our paper was due. <laughs> yeah, only, you know, it's I got a lot of great feedback on you yesterday. Oh, cool. A lot of great feedback. But I got to take a break here. I want to come back with you okay. because you were talking about your life with me and what you should do. What mm-hmm. would prepare you to have a great life? And we've all come uh, up with the kind of experiences that you should have right now. How old are you? I'm 22 years young. You really got a baby face. Yeah. Cause you get carded everywhere, right? Yeah. Well, it keeps me young is what I say. Uh, they'll card me. I'll just like <laughs> keeps me young, and then I'll yeah. get it done. You should just have your license taped to your dick and say, "Does this look like it's fucking <laughs> underage?" Like you can huh? check it. You can check it, but you gotta touch my balls. <laughs> I like that yeah. attitude. Cut yeah. my balls, and I'll tell you exactly how old I am. <laughs> so we're gonna come back and tell you the types of experiences you should have now as a young man. Okay. And then you have to do them, and then we get to live through your experiences. Awesome. Yeah. As we just sit back and drink and do nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, that sure was great, huh? <laughs> so this is jobs uh-huh. that you should take as a young person, even if you only work it a little while, okay. just to get the experience. It's up on the iBang as part of the five today. We'll be back to talk about it, and you guys can jump in with this. It's the Ron Fed Show. So 
That's Skinner Boys, and as you know, me and Linda Blair like to go over the Skinner Boys time and time again. She got fucked up over that, man. I had no clue. When she started tearing up, yeah. did you ever think in a million years that the guy you work with could make the exorcist cry? That's I, why I wanted I, to be in that movie. I just brought up Skinner, make her fucking sob, boom, heard a pet in front of her, and... <laughs> Fucking snap some But I would snaps. never wreck James with her, that's for sure. I got very bad. Alright, it's the Ron and Fez show. Uh, there was just a screaming match between Fez and Chris Stanley on electoral votes uh, yeah. versus popular vote. It's fucking, it's getting serious. Because Fez has been going on about this, like on and off the air, like the electoral votes thing, constantly. That's been your obsession, Fez? Absolutely. Just ha- just get Obama to 270. That's all I'm concentrating can I, on. Can I tell you something? I apologize for showing you the 270 <laughs> to win. I, and I apologize to all the other people who have work to do. How often does he bring it up? Every day after the show. Fez. I don't want this to end up like fancy. Let's get your focus on. Fez will probably fucking when the day comes up. He'll probably forget to put Pennsylvania in. Oh, no. That's so important. Oh, this, these oh, pills God. have been taken. Um, I got, uh, later, we want to go over Connecticut, of course, the right way. A lot of other stuff going up today on the iBang, including um, the little indie girls of movies. Oh, nice. Which we can get into a little bit. But... Uh, we said and we promised that we would try to help Coke. Now, Coke, you don't understand this. Yeah. But we don't like interns the way that we like you. Oh, thanks. And I don't know what it is. Well, I will say this. Uh-huh. Your whole line yesterday yeah. was faster than my co-hosts have been in a long, long time. Thanks. That thing was fucking Billy the Kid fast. Yeah, Lightning. yeah. Yeah, and then I, I I was like taken aback about how fast it was, and I looked over at these two guys, and they were both looking up in the air. <laughs> One of them was going like this. Uh, I hope there's a lot of fucking coke comes to town, and the other one was going two seventy to win. <laughs> if we get Indiana, then I don't have to do. <laughs> and every night I was going, where? Hey, did that thing get done? What if Illinois? Wait a minute, I just thought of something crazy. What if Mississippi goes blue? Then the whole thing falls apart. So <laughs> we've got this, you're 22 years old, you got a college education or it's not quite there? Uh, it's uh, December, I just want it to complete. All right, you want to hear, want us to play long December when that happens, like as you're... Yeah. Are you going to go back and wear the cap and gown for your parents? Uh, I haven't decided yet, maybe. I don't know. You know how happy that would make them? It would make them really happy, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But you I'll do in, it if they want me to do it. But. You ain't in the business of making them happy. I'm not as you in like that business. <laughs> no. Well, well, we came up with five jobs that a kid should work at okay. just for the experience. Okay. Uh, if you'd like to get in on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, a lot of people have been throwing their ideas into us, and we're putting together on the five, yeah. the five, the five, the five. Welcome to the five. 
where you tell us your top five. Five, four, three, two, one. It's five. Now, let's start this off, and this is a job that obviously you don't want, but you yeah. really need to do it a little okay. bit. Okay. And you've got to spend some time in manual labor. Yeah. Now, the important thing about that is, uh-huh. and the reason that it, it, it worked for me is so that you can say, this is something I cannot fucking do. Yeah. It's too heavy. Scratch that It's too list. hard. It's cold outside. Shit it's everywhere. difficult. But here's, again, one of the things that I think it becomes great about it, particularly for a college graduate yeah. who's got his eye on a prize like you. You don't look down on honest work. Mm-hmm. Once you've done that kind of work and proven to yourself... I really can't do this. But you do it anyway. You go in and work. Uh The other interesting part of it is that it'll be the only time of your life, of your fucking corporate bullshit life, that you'll ever get good on a sleep at night. You will sleep like a baby. You'll eat a giant meal and sleep like a baby. Um, Here's John in Virginia wants to bring one up to you. What is the job that he needs to do? Hey, guys, I was going to say UPS loading trucks just so you can see how hard life can be. Now, I I worked on the uh, shipping docks loading trucks, mm-hmm. and the worst thing about it is you would get this truck loaded, and you would feel this sense of accomplishment as it pulled out and another completely <laughs> empty truck would come in. Never ends. And the crushing defeat... What was also interesting to me is I never felt like I had any connection but to me in that truck. I didn't feel like, hey, these things are going places that make people happy. Just fill that truck, Now, right? in hindsight, I might have thought to myself, I'm part of something bigger. But at that point, all I could think of is it's freezing cold in the winter and hot as fucking piss in the summer. Yeah. I hate being in this truck. Yeah, I worked a terrible manual labor job once. What did you do? Well, I had to work. It was at the Minnesota State Fair mm-hmm. for their livestock and cattle, like, division, whatever. Right. So, literally, I was picking up horse shit at least two hours every day, which was bad because there was shit everywhere. But it was also good because I was working with my brother, and I could just make a lot of horse buns. That's so good. So, he would walk in, and I'd be like, hey, why the long face? Mm. Or like, hey, this job's really shitty. Or, hey, look at Wayne over there on his high horse. He'd be on a horse, actually. How, how long did you work this job? Uh, four months between the beginning of college and the end of high school. So, Which isn't, like, terribly long, but it's... At the time, no, at balls. the time, every day is long. Yeah, every day. But you didn't do the backbreaking part of the work, right? Yeah. You didn't, was it physically yeah, pushing it was. for you? Yeah, we had to, like, like, when the fair was going on, like, get all this trash. There's girls walking everywhere, and I just smell, yeah. like, trash, pushing this giant trash bin around. See, there's another thing, I think, and that shows in the man- manual uh, labor yeah. stuff. If you've ever worked any kind of sanitary fucking uh, job, like you don't do the go pick up trash, blah blah blah. Yeah. You realize that it is actually one of the biggest things that this country needs to be focused about all the time, and you have a little yeah. respect for people in the city of New York. If they don't pick up garbage, the city fucking shuts down in no time. Turns to nothing. So right. it always annoys me when anyone 
uh, looks uh, down on those kind of professions or somehow thinks that they're better than those people. Uh, Gary, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, uh, Ron, this is a three-point thing. Working yeah. construction, uh, because it's hot in the summer, it's cold in the winter, and then you look at the life of construction workers. He might be in his upper 30s, but he looks like he's 60 years old. Right. And you do something like that, no matter what job you get in the future, you'll be thankful when you think back about the construction days. Well, then the also the interesting thing is, is that you will figure out the kind of the difference between skilled and unskilled labor. Because I had the unskilled job on those things, meaning you walk block over. You fucking carry block all day while I put it together. But even for a second, you look at those guys that are like laying brick, and you realize, I couldn't fucking do this. It is such precise... Fucking world. They cobblestone yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. So, like, when you're ever on any of those sites, and you are basically just a mule, but you look at, like, a skilled carpenter, and you think to yourself, that's fucking phenomenal. I wonder how many years. And the, the, the really weird thing is, they basically don't even talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, they'll <laughs> yell something at you to come over. But you're you ghost. live in another world. You're basically a roadie, and they're Clapton. <laughs> Um, and it is the kind of uh, job that you will walk off in the middle of it and just yeah. think, you know what? Don't even pay me for the first part of I'm today. Done. I'm just <laughs> done. I just want to get out of here. I'm exhausted. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, I sound like a million bucks. You sure uh, do. Got to work in a graveyard. It's, it's an analogy for life itself. You understand the importance of square corners? And the futility of digging a hole and then filling it back in. The uh, There was a, a great um, former Philly and also former uh, Pittsburgh Pirate named uh, Richie Hebner who would dig graves in the offseason with his dad. And he thought it was one of the best things for him. And here he was, a professional He's made fucking it. baseball player. World Series. Terrific hitter who came up with the philosophy, grab a bat, swing it, hit the ball, go back and get a beer. That was his <laughs> hitting philosophy. It's a great philosophy. Yeah, it was. Shit. Don't, basically, don't think. Do. Don't think. Don't tell yourself to swing. Swing. Don't tell yourself to hit. Hit. Get out of your fucking head. Um, this one came up, and I'll see if you... Uh, this. Okay. Working with kids... Or the elderly? Have you done either? Uh, not. I didn't get paid for it. But you did work around with kids yeah. or the elderly. Yep. Which one? Both. Really? Both, yep. See, I I think the volunteer aspect yeah. just to get. Uh, what what exactly did you do? Uh, it was pretty much all through church. So like I, I did the like youth groups back in the day. Uh-huh. So I was in high school doing it, and then uh, uh, volunteering with the church back when I was a church goer to like elderly homes. Plus, I have grandparents. So, yeah, it's not yeah, but, super extensive, but yeah. I have been I think we're going to put you in a little bit it. more. Yeah. First of all, have you ever done either, Hicks? No, but I'd much rather work with the elderly than children. Yeah, me too. Really? Because when the elderly shit themselves... Oh, no. That old? 
Yes. How old did you think? 38? I don't know, 45. You know, it's just, it's just a dude, you know. Somebody who can tell you all about the 80s. <laughs> wow. You guys had fucking wait, giant cell phones. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that Poison came after Motley Crue? <laughs> no. Because it doesn't seem like they built on the foundation that the crew had laid down. I'm going to use my smartphone, and I'm going to look it up on Wikipedia. By the way, I demand... That Eddie Trunk watches that shitty fucking Rock of Ages just so I could hear his rant after. Oh, that'd be, I'd love to fucking hear that. I wonder if he, has he seen the play? No, he wants no part of it. Oh, come on, Eddie. No, I mean, this would be like you seeing a fucking play about how stupid your parents were. <laughs> Shit, I lived through that. I uh, know. By the way, you can put all this up. We are going to force. This young man to be involved of it in doing a lot of things because you know what we want from you. What we what? want you to be a fully functional adult by the time you're done here. We want you to have to be hard, but then soft inside. Oh. We want you to be a man who thinks, but also feels. I like that. Yeah, we want you to be a man who rapes and then lies about it later. And you know what? I'm going to take off the last part of that. I don't like Lies? It. Yeah. Lies Just tell good. the truth. <laughs> yeah, I raped. Um, Tommy, in Florida, this young man, what does he need to do? Tommy, we got you? Then let's move over to Drew in Louisiana. You're on a fez. Hey, guys. Um, this is kind of a twofer, but the service industry... Everybody needs to work front of house and back of house just just to see what it takes to deal with prick customers so they can know how it is to <laughs> to be there. Yeah. First of all, you will see. I think one of the important things of that is just see, like, I don't want to be that person who fucking treats people that way. Yeah, Another thing is you have to be able to change people's states very quickly, mm -hmm. be able to say... I know you're upset right now. Let's take care of it. There's a lot of humility to that, but to be in the service part of the thing, you will solve a lot of fucking people problems. <laughs> have you ever done any of this? Yeah. Yeah. What have you done? Well, I've done... Uh, state Fair? You used to make cotton candy at the State used Fair? used to make cotton candy. At <laughs> no, I worked at a sandwich shop. Uh-huh. What so, kind of sandwiches? Uh, like gourmet style. Well, they're not like gourmet. They're like a step above Subway. So, only so you what, would, what, what was the biggest seller? The biggest seller was this thing called it's this chain across like the Midwest and like Colorado called Herbert Singerberts. <laughs> what? I, I know it's called Herbert Singerberts. <laughs> you was you're the whitest kid I ever met. <laughs> anyway, any raps? So oh, very the, well too. The Spartan yeah. was a hot seller, and that was chicken, uh, cheddar, bacon. Some special sauce and bread and lettuce and tomato. I'd hang and, myself out there. And, uh, oh, Herbert Zingerberts? Come yeah, on. We hit up every day for lunch. Herbert's. I would seriously fucking hang myself. Um, My boss was a dick, though. He was a total dick. All right. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. And that takes us to the next thing. Yeah. You should always, before you move up the corporate lab level, Really work some lower management because the shift boss in any and Herbert Singleberts is a great example <laughs> of this. That guy, right? Yeah. 
is the whole chain to you. Yeah. Who, and wherever you work in life, your immediate superior is the reason whether you have a pleasant day or a shitty day. Your balls mm-hmm. just getting busted constantly. Now, I'm always telling my guys here, I go, you don't know what you have in Rob Cross. You do not get it because I've... Here's one of the best things about where Rob is for us is he's worked on air before. So you would be surprised how many PDs have never produced a show or, been on or air, hosted or been a on show. on mic ever? No. They Oof. come out of different parts of it. Most of the PDs I ever worked for couldn't be on the mic. The first guy I ever worked for, who, by the way, was great, would fill in as news and would all but have a panic attack before <laughs> it went, you know. He used to fucking sweat. And all we we do is think of ways to fuck up the news to make sure that we hit, handed him Fucked shitty up news things to read. Yeah. And then we would roll on the ground laughing. And he would laugh alone because he was like a great guy. But you could see his fucking hand shaking. And on a couple of times, we had him announce that rock stars had died. <laughs> It's fucking great. Did he just lose his shit? Yeah, he was like, this is fucking... The last time that we ever did that joke, we did it in Miami, and I can't remember who it was, but the person's relative was listening. Oh, no. And we had a... As this is funny, because we did the joke to another PD that we did to this one. So we had him read off. I don't want to say it was, because you never know what the thing, but the person's relative was driving in Miami, heard, started fucking crying... Pulled off the road, called home, oh, uh, and they fuck. found out. And then they came back, and uh, I had to say, "Dude, you're the one who fucking read." I mean, I, obviously <laughs> this was a joke. Did you not go over the copy before? Yeah, on the air. Double check everything in this business. So yeah, the lower management job, uh, on any level, just a shift boss. Because a, you'll see how shitty your employees treat you. Yeah, and then b. How shitty your employers treat you. Mm-hmm. So you're caught in between two different amounts of shit. <laughs> you're in yeah. shit limbo. You know, and then when you see that, see what it really matters when someone shows up late and doesn't fucking relieve the next guy and all that kind of shit that happens. And it all starts falling apart. But there is an old thing about sergeants fucking run the army. And it really is true because they will say to like their bosses, like, yeah. We're going to implement those ideas and then go back to the guys and just be like, is it too hard for us to implement these ideas? Let's just say that we are. Why? Fuck it. So if you really want to move up to corporate level, you really do have to remember it's just because you came up to something uh, and said that, that, hey, we've decided in this boardroom that we're all going to do something mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they will. Um, we got a spy report right now. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. As you remember, little Steven came on this show to promote the fact that they were trying to raise money uh, for the rascals. Um, Even though it was $100,000, I said to little Steven, let the Ron and Fez audience worry about that. We'll get it together. But once again, the winner of the St. Augustine Award was 100% correct. How you like that, Rascals? And that's right, Stephen. There's a 
Kevin Callum Springsteen. If you look inside your heart, you don't have to be afraid. You like that little Steven? Or maybe not. <laughs> maybe this is starting trouble. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going from best friends to worst enemies. Fez Candyman also wrote into us to say you are really uh, suspect if you're betting on Ohio. Very, very suspect right now for Obama. Um, listen to this. She's, got a, she's been through a lot. Tom, you're on the Reddit Fez show. Tom. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, uh, this one's probably pretty controversial, but uh, I think that in some capacity, everyone should uh, serve in the military for at least a year. Uh, I don't think it's controversial at all. I think it's insane that we don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have to say, I'm an, uh, I'm an infantry officer with uh, plenty of uh, sergeants who have worked for me in the past, and you nailed it. Nail right on the head, man. Uh, if they're not on board with what you're doing, then it ain't getting done. I just think it's so funny that they try to jump in with so many college students who kind of bypass that thing to see how the real corporate, you know, you have the corporate offices, but how each branch runs is really, yep. you know, whatever they promise you may or may not happen. And the weird thing, too, is like you just can't run with some kind of an iron fist and think that that's going to happen or not. Um. It is the Ron and Fez show. Not getting some feedback from stuff that we were expecting. Why don't we break here, Chris Stanley? Okay. I think the whole five went up there, right? The five's there. No, but I mean all the ones that... Well, sales. We didn't talk about sales. Sales. Have you ever worked in sales? Yes. Yeah, you sell tickets in Times Square for a little bit. <laughs> and now, then... you... now, you were terrible at that, right? Yeah, well, I felt like I could have gotten good with it, but good at it, but I just wasn't making the money quick enough to stick with it. Normally, you have to sell to make yeah, money. That's usually the thing. See, there. that's the difference between most jobs. Mm -hmm. That in sales, you will know, even though I worked hard today, I'm not going to make the money. Yeah. Where there's plenty of jobs that you don't work hard at and you do get paid. So you feel like, hey, I'm doing my job. I'm in here working about. 45 minutes of the eight hours, <laughs> I feel good about it. I'm dicking around for a little while, yeah. took a two-hour lunch. Yeah, I also sold knives for a little bit. A lot of college kids sell those knives. There, it's so, a complete so pyramid people. scheme. It's yeah. not worth doing, and people shouldn't do it. People are a vector corp. Do you still have um, knives to this day? Yeah, it's, they're actually really nice knives. Yeah, everyone says really that. Really top of the line. Shouldn't buy. Shouldn't work. Yeah, I've had interns sell those knives before. Yeah, I've had plenty of buddies fucking go down that route. 
Yeah, well, there's one joke I would use. I'd be like, I'd put the knife on the table and make like a tin, tin, tin. And I'd be like, you, you know that note? You know that note? They'd be like, no. I'd be like, that's a B sharp because mm. this will always be sharp. That's fucking great. I know. <laughs> now, really like you, how about all the people who claim that they got so rich from selling knives? They are either liars <laughs> or they just literally just devoted their time to just selling shamelessly knives. sell these Knives. Yeah, I know yeah. a guy who moved up in the middle management at that point. Oh, really? Yeah. He actually fucking moved enough knives. But what? it was li- I never saw him. I, he would just literally go running around fucking New York selling knives to people. Just kind of wow. sitting in the knife room. Yeah. You made the cut, you could say. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you this. If you showed up with me, I'd buy some knives from him. Right. <laughs> I always like sharp knives. Knife good, club. They stay sharp for a long time. Not to- I won't say what kind of knives they are. They're knives. Yeah, we know. We Everybody all know knows. what knives they are. Okay. All right. All right. But your problem is you didn't get into a lot of other products, like the company I'm with. <laughs> we all have cleaning products. Oh, um, yeah. It just goes on and on. Perfumes. Oh. Oh. Doesn't like lots of products. We got a break here. Um, we'll be back in just a moment. It's the Ron and It's Ron Fez show. Getting ready to welcome a guest in in just a little bit. And if you are a fan of independent film, she is your goddess. Your goddess. This one's pretty special. She was called the queen of indies. Back in the 90s when movies were so fucking great. Um, I'm talking about the one and only Parker Posey is coming in here a little bit. This is very exciting. Out of all the quirky indie girls, she is ours. She's fantastic. Um, By the way, in this film that she's in, Price Check, which is... I'd have to go back to the 90s to say this is her greatest role since 80s films. Um, Amy Schumer. Plays a small part in this. Oh, nice. And fucking crushes it. That's awesome. I couldn't believe it. And I'm going to say this is kind of weird. The first time I watched it, I didn't know that it was Amy. Because she, you know, like Amy gets dressed up for all of her things and all. Mm -hmm. She plays this really dowdy, if that is a word. I don't know what it is. Like rumpled, you know, kind of things. Um, She has, uh, uh, like I said, it's a small part, but kills it. And one thing is just b- fucking break your face funny. Just flat out funny. So here's my big problem with O&A. Uh, they didn't get so many of their friends under contract years ago. They made a major fucking mistake that way of not getting their friends under contract. Because they would be running a, a huge studio today. It'd be fucking awesome. Um, but we, we've got a list up right now. 
of all the quirky indie girls on the iBang.com. And Parker is listed as the godmother. Uh, we've got her coming in just a little bit. Uh, Fezzi, who's your quirky indie girl of all time? Oh, I love Janine Garofalo. Absolutely love her. I, I, I fell in love with in Reality Bites and then just doing great stuff. Like? Uh, Minus Man, uh, Wet Hot American Summer. What was Minus Man about? Um, I'm trying to remember. Hmm. You can't remember it, though? No. Yeah, but you did love it for this. Is that on the list? Does it say Minus Man up there? Minus Man is on there. Yeah, Wet Hot American Summer. I was wondering how you felt. Yeah. Uh, I remember when uh, I did the Unmask with Janine, a, a bunch of Janine, like, they were like almost like Janine groupies came around. Like super fan Janine. Yeah, they were like guys that shuffle their feet back and forth and stare at a girl. <laughs> they want um, Let's see. Miranda July is up on this list. She's actually way quirkier than even most. Um, the Allison Pill... Um, is a big one for uh, for you, right, Chris? That's oh yeah. That, oh yeah. She's, uh, she's great. on Newsroom, and she just showed her breasts the other day. But she was in that fucking movie that you love so Scott much. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. She was the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. She was great in that. Uh, then Zoe Castan, whose uh, boyfriend was in here uh, with us one day, uh, is very very big. Um, this one. Got brought up by Liz Sets Fire is crazy about her. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, she's she's great. I like Aubrey Plaza. Well, of course she's on TV, but she's also um, locked up that really strange indie film uh, this year about safety not guaranteed. Oh, the the um, time travel. Yeah, yeah. Did you see it? Oh uh, yeah, I saw it. I liked it. I she's liked good. it a lot and was really really liked her in it. She's good. She's real good, and she's just getting better as uh, as she just gets more roles. Yeah, I was wondering if she was going to be stuck in like a a, a one trick kind of pony thing. I think she's doing great. But what is it about the the quirky indie girl? Because here's the weird thing about them: you don't just say like, "Oh, I I, I think she's hot." Or I want to bang her. <laughs> this is somebody you fall in love with. It's because she seems cool. And she seems smarter than the average woman, but at the same time, is pretty. Is and But is pretty, I think, in an understated way. Not just like fucking tits out, traditional, say, model not hot. Slutty. Or whatever. Yeah, not slutty at all. No, never. But, but can be in the right circumstances for their man. See, I think that these... The weird thing about this is that you also want to protect these girls. You know what I mean? Like, you also look at them like little butterflies. Like, you know what? You were a delicate little butterfly, and I want to protect you. No but the weird you. thing, their wings are made out of razors and can slice through you. <laughs> and crush your soul and heart. And, Fed, you saw that Minus Man, right? Yeah. yeah. There wasn't any of that, though. That was because oh. it was about that serial killer. I'm, maybe I have it confused with another movie. Which one? Maybe I'm thinking of Reality Bites. Why? What happened in that? That was just the uh, <laughs> I don't the know. Friends. What's that? The friend. Uh, the, what the city did that again. take place in? Was it Seattle? No. 
Everybody says that, though. Early 90s indie yeah. shit. So like, they just give it to Seattle. The 90s only occurred in Seattle. The United States was Seattle. In the early 90s. I know. They go, remember in the 90s, we all lived in Seattle. Oh, yeah. We listened to we all, Yeah, we loved Kurt Cobain. Dude, I saw him live. It was nuts. Didn't know what I was seeing at the time. Yeah. Now I can fucking throw the story out there. Wait, I know the flipper is going to fucking do his. <laughs> I saw them when they did Bleach. 100 people in the club. Pretty cool. <laughs> Chris, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, did you guys mention Ellen Page? Ellen Page did not make the list. Wow. Belongs on the list. Yeah, it's a good one. Definitely this list, list suffers for not having Ellen Page. And even during the backlash, I still stuck with her. Yep. I did not great. sell her out during the backlash. Ellen Page is great. One of her f- very first roles was on a little TV show called Trailer Park Boys, a favorite of mine. Not too many people it? know it. She was great in it. She was actually a good little actress. She played the daughter of one of the characters. You know, the Trailer Park Boys is your 270 to win. <laughs> I'll always bring it up. Yeah, I'm you like, know. Don't you guys love Ricky and Julian and Buffles? Um, Every day. Here's Bruce. Bruce, you're on Run and Fetish Show. Yeah, I don't know if Jennifer Tilly 100% qualifies for this, but I've always thought she was cute, sexy, quirky. I've always kind of loved her like that. I'm going to say no. She's too much of a, like a sex pot. She is very sexy. You can't take away the sex. But she doesn't have the kind of fun, flighty, I want to protect her thing. No, she is, um, she could be slutty. There's nothing wrong with that. hot as piss in here, isn't it? It's a little warm. It's we got to get the air. Yeah, well... I was uh, adjusting. Yeah, I know. Well, let's adjust so we can breathe. This fucking place is like a steam uh, bath in here. It's like fucking any given Sunday, LT. (laughs) Seriously. I don't want to fucking sit around and work on fucking any given Sunday. (laughs) Um, Blowhard, you're on the Run of Fez show. I am creep booting. Uh, (laughs) You got to go with Lily Taylor. Love Lily Taylor, one of my favorite actors of all time. Exactly. She's not on this list. That is shocking. I'm shocked just even bringing it up. I just can't believe that they exclude. Maybe they're looking for like maybe newer, more maybe more like attractive and younger and vibrant. I well, don't know. you know, you might be right that kind of Lily Taylor was even a little before uh, Parker Posey, but I have um, I actually consider Lily Taylor as one of my Favorite actors all time. She's real good. I don't, I've never seen her in any, anything that she just doesn't crush it. Ever see her in uh, Factotum, the um, Bukowski yes. movie? She was really good in that. Yes. She's great. Uh, Moses, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I want to say Zoe Chanel. Does she qualify? Well, first of all, yes. A hundred percent. And B, I think I'm going to start talking this way myself. Oh, Zoe. Now, the thing with Zoe, and she is on this list. And she should be. um, She went to regular TV, though. She's blown up big time. But maybe too much to be quirky and indie. But what offsets that is she has a quirky indie band that she's in. Look, that can I tell you something? Yes. One day she was in, and I know I can tell you. I know because we work together. Yeah. But Rob uh, calls me. He goes, 
Hey, um, Zoe Deschanel's down here and she's singing. So I fucking bolt. <laughs> and uh, she's singing like some little quirky indie Brooklyn song. Yeah. And I go into the control room and I'm watching and you know I kind of got my jaw open a little bit just looking at her imagining a life of just me and Zoe Deschanel just traveling around with a really funny dog that we've named some quirky thing after a band but the weird thing was I looked around the studio and everybody had the same expression <laughs> everybody was running through this fantasy so that's the thing about her is like you do end up fantasizing it's more than a one night stand that's what makes her the quirky indigo. It, it is so fucking hot in here right now. I don't know what we got to get a fan in. It's warm. It's. Warm. I don't know why it's going to be feast or famine. It's fucking freezing or it's a heat dump. Look, here's a little Zoe's band. Uh, by the way, if you want to put some of these up, it's up on the iBank under quirky indie girls. Um, Damien, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, Lisa Loeb, that song you say, those which came out of Reality Bites, uh, Fez's uh, favorite movie of all time, where he felt like it was his. And we all already had Ethan Hawke in from that. Um, yeah, but she's a singer more than an actress. But yeah, that's what people felt about her. Uh, Let's look over at some of the films that our girl's been in. Parker Posey. Days Con Confused. Love. Sleep With Me. Super Love. Party Girl. No. I'm going to get Party Girl the Super Love. Uh, take Sleep With Me and put it as love. Uh, kicking and Streaming. Uh, I'm going to give that a love. Day Trippers, love. Her Basquiat, love. Yeah. Waiting for Guffman, love. Suburbia, love. Love Suburbia. House of Yes, super love. Best of Show, love. Mighty Win, love. It's amazing. One after another, man. Yeah. It's a great career. And I'm telling you right now, Price Check may be the best thing she's ever done. She plays this woman who kind of takes over this branch of this um, department store chain and you know they're kind of in the marketing and pricing division and she's going to turn the whole place and like there's no fucking boundaries for her you know what I mean like your personal life your business life let's all do it here so you kind of are supposed to hate her but you love her you love this insane terrible person because it's you know who she played in this Fez Julia Fulman. Remember our old friend uh -huh. who we were crazy about? And she was like, hey, I want you guys to sit in my office while I do business. So that was just the way she was. And she was like so much fun to work with, but there was no boundaries whatsoever. And I'm watching with this, when I'm watching this film, I'm like, I think I knew nine women like this in my life. Um, let's go over to uh, Rick. Rick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Million dollars, guys. Million yeah. dollars. Um, she's not really quirky, but I fell in love with her when she was on Young Riders. And that's Melissa Leo. There's just something. Yeah, there's something really that. special oh, about uh, Melissa Leo. And if you notice, Louis C.K. got Melissa Leo and Parker Posey on the show same year. But no, she doesn't follow any of the quirky things because she's 
I don't know, way too straight ahead and powerful. Serious, more serious. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie Boy. Yeah. I know you love her, Karen Allen. Love her, but she came before the indie films. But she was the girl that you fell in love with. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Uh, before I get to what I called about, you, you reminded me just with uh, the Louis comment. Chloe Sevigny has got to be on that list. And um, I'm calling about back in the 90s, Joey Lauren Adams. Oh, Joey Lauren Adams That's is another perfect great one. for Both this. Both those are good. Now, she hasn't, like, aged well for Miss Adams. But what are you talking about? Magnificent. Magnificent back in the 90s. Yeah, she is, uh, and I still think she's fantastic. By the way, doesn't age uh, well. It's crazy. Uh, it is crazy. She looks fucking great. Love Joy Lauren Adams. Everyone did, and that's the thing. <laughs> Not just like liked her or enjoy her work. I love her. It's awesome. It's fucking Amy. And she was uh, the lawyer. Right, starting to cool off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Got some air coming in. All right. So Fez was worried because yesterday I guess was cold, but today for some reason. We're either way too cold for women or way too hot for men. The, it was steaming in here. The temperature thing in the in the vents here, it's just weird. It just it'll if it's cold, it'll go directly in the direction of where we would sit a guest. But why is it Oh it's so like, they're even colder than us. Exactly, yeah. Like if I'm if I was sitting by the computer and this vents all the way fucking cranked up or down rather, um it's fucking freezing over there. And like there's papers flying and shit. If I put them down on the console. Oh, this is ridiculous. Um, you can put some of yours up on the iBang here. Uh, for some reason, Lena Dunham has made this. Yeah, that's And cool. I haven't seen her TV show. I haven't watched it either. There's a lot of love and a lot of hate for Lena Dunham. I think the hate might be overturning the love. I don't know. It depends on what you read, really. Um, but now she got like a giant fucking book contract for like $4 million. Now that I don't get. I <laughs> I don't. I guess it's Sex in the City, New Generation. I don't know. Um, no idea. I, I like the fact that you don't even say the whole thing before I, you don't know. Like, I don't know if it's Sex in whatever or this and that. I don't know if it's like the NFL. It's, I don't. I haven't seen it. I can't tell for sure. Oh, remind me later. I'm going to show you the triple box. Oh, the red Scott Hansen. Yeah, it's up on the iBank today. Love it. Um, Don, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. How about Claire Danes? I love her. Even so much to ignore the fact that she did that shitty Terminator. Claire Danes is an interesting one. I can now only think of her as uh, Homeland. I don't know what's going to happen this week. Charles, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B. Uh, yeah. How do you say your name? Fazaria Balk from uh, American History X, The Waterboy, Island of Dr. Moreau, Craft. It's an interesting one. I think that she's just a little too rough for this list, that it's less quirky and way Gothy. more street. I love her. I love her fucking growing up. Now, are there guys that don't like the little quirky waves there that it doesn't work for it? Yeah, I, I think dudes. There's dudes I've never there. met one. I think like bro, bro dudes or dude bros. Oh, dude like, bros. Um, That's a good call. They'll think the quirky girl is just a weirdo. And doing it to make them look stupid yeah. and uncool. Mm -hmm. They're like... Oh, her with her cool music, and she reads books. She wears glasses. What a slut. <laughs> I hate her. I hate her guts, man. We used to spit on chicks like that back in school. <laughs> man, I really feel like shit. All right, this one came up from Drugstore Sean, Mila Kunis in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I think... 
She's way too Hollywood powerful. She's too just like fucking beautiful, stunningly hot. Right. Not to say that any of these women aren't you know not hot. It's, no, it's... but you have to do that thing where, look, you know, I think is attractive. Like you're not even totally sure when you put it out there. But then it's like, oh well, you know what? She is. She's fucking actually very pretty. And you're she's... like, yeah. Fuck. And she's hip, right? Yeah, she's, she's cool really as shit. Really fucking cool. She's the best. I think I'm in love with her. You don't even talk to her. Look at these fucking movies that she's done. One after another. It's crazy. And she was bored to death. So any of our cool TV shows, she's also done. She knows how to pick them. She does. It's like a really good fucking eye. Like, there's, there's fucking one thing after another. It's awesome. Or maybe she's just really good, too. Yeah. Like, she makes these things better. Like, would we like Party Girl if anyone else did it? I don't think so. Good point. And that's how I feel about this new film. No offense to the rest of the film, but... Kind of like when at any moment that Parker isn't on scene, you're like, come on. Get her back to park. Let's get her back. Parks and Rec. She's done 32 independent films. Personal Velocity, Basquiat, Clock Watchers, Day Trippers, Party Girl, House of Yes, and the Christopher Guest films. Which wouldn't it be great if she just makes the announcement today. Oh, my God. And then the, these are all the films that Chris Stanley's sitting her in. You Got Mail, Scream 3, oh Josie God, and the Pussycats, Laws of Attraction, Blade Trinity, and Superman Returns. Well, Blade Trinity, so, it's the third one, dude. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> why it's Trinity. Shit but got see, we crazy. got my kind of movies and your kind of movies. You didn't like Superman Returns? Um, Ruben, you're in my fez. Yo, what up? Two Common Bennington. Um, I was going to say Chloe Savigny, but that's so obvious. How about Christina Ricci then? Christina Ricci, again, a little too harsh. Falls into the first ball category. Yeah, we should make up a whole nother thing. But Chloe's perfect. Tom, you're on the Run of Fez show. Lori Teddy, Ron. I'm fucking hanging up, and I never want to even talk to you again. Tank Girl. Ron. This is done. Tank Girl. I despise Tank Girl. In the Army now. Thank you. Oh, this too, he wouldn't ruin my day. No, don't 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 let him ruin your day. So no, my day's ruined. So why? Lori Patty did a movie called Tank Girl. Whatever. Fuck it. It's it's gone. It's over. It's done with. When's the last time you've even seen it on cable? Well, you know what? You're right. It's not even on on demand. Fucking Ice T and Dreadlocks was a half kangaroo. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I never made it even all the way through that. Till you missed it, then maybe you could have turned you around. <laughs> that was a shitty movie. Uh, Phil, you're on the Running Fast Show. Yeah, hey, uh, Ron. Yeah, uh, I think that Laura Perpon, the one that was Perpon. on that show, the one that played Donna, I think she's kind of... I never uh, watched that 70s show. Well, uh, she's hot and she's quirky. You ever uh, see, uh, what was that one show, uh, Are You There, Chelsea? No. I don't know if I've ever seen her anything besides that 70s show. That was a pretty big hit sitcom. You watched Are You There, Chelsea, though, a lot. <laughs> well, you know, I T-voted it. Sure. I'm still... I hoppered it. With the Hopper, I can get every single TV show that's ever been done all at the same time, thanks to the Hopper. Wow, I'm going to get a Hopper. What are you playing to bring Parker in with? Oh, Luna is all over the soundtrack to uh, Price Check. Yeah, that is. Definitely... I was just thinking you'd bring her in to Ray Parker Jr. and see if she made the connect. Don't, don't fucking dare do that. I... <laughs> 
Yeah, Luna is all over the soundtrack because <laughs> this dude, like, he works in this for this shitty company, you know, pricing groceries. But before that, he used to work for a record label. Nice. You know, not really because oh. it's all gone now. You missed the whole thanks to your fucking generation. Destroyed how great it used to be to have fucking friends at a record company. Look, th things change, all right? People have to, people have to adapt. Let me tell you something. Yeah. If you had a friend at a record company, it meant you ate and drank and went to strip clubs for free. That sounds pretty awesome. Because they were always saying, I'm working. And they were always pitching, and they would have cards to do anything they wanted. Just unlimited, just fucking corporate, unlimited. Uh, corporate account. No fucking limit dude the fucking no limit soldiers <laughs> god and they would actually never even come in without something they would always have food and then they would go we need to get out of here and that meant we're all going to get fucking wasted and spend a lot of money and agree to some fucking record that what do we care whether we play it or not <laughs> wow my generation did fuck it all up yeah you guys did You did. Um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fest show. You know, I, she's not as young and as cutesy as the, the rest of these chicks you're talking about, but uh, she kind of predates all of them. What about Tina Fey? Love I mean, Tina Fey. She, she's love mainstream Tina as it gets right now, but... Never the right things. Never. Never the right things, is there? There is conflicting information. Um, yeah, never get the right things. By this way, I saw Tina Fey... Uh, out in front of the Today over near the Today Show, they were shooting something. This never comes up on the show. She has a nice round ass. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, nice. I saw it from a thing, and I was in a cab driving by, and I'm like, then I saw that scene on TV, and I'm like, I wonder if that's the cab that I'm in, because I know that they normally shoot those scenes like three times. But I should have just been fucking hanging out like, yeah. I should have wrote some, yelled out something about the Whatever, the Tracy Morgan show, whatever they call that fucking fake show that they have. Oh, definitely. Should have just thrown that out there. Yeah. Everyone's going to write me the same thing. Oh, I didn't see it. I have it sitting right here. <laughs> um, price check comes out and selects theaters Friday, November 16th. But it's available on video on demand right now and on iTunes. Um. A lot of people calling in for this, and you can also uh, put this up on the iBang under Quirky Indie Chicks. This is actually one of my favorite conversations we've ever gotten into. It's pretty great. Um, Charlie, real quick, what do you got, buddy? Hey, I got Molly Shannon. When she was younger, even now, she's mature, she looks good. I saw Molly Shannon one time in New York pushing her two kids and talking away to them. I think she has twins. And she was like just talking to them like it was like she was cool, Molly Shannon. And I'm like, those kids are so lucky. They like this fun, crazy mom. They'll have a good life, unless you know the mind thing happens and we're all wiped out. When's that supposed to go down? In November, right? Uh, I thought it was December 21st. Shit! So no Christmas this year. We have early Christmas. We should do early Christmas. Fuck you, minds. We win. Parker Posey, look at this list. I gave it to you. Dazed and Confused, Mixed Nuts, Party Girl, Kicking and Screaming, Day Trippers, Basquiat, Waiting for Guffman, Suburbia, House of Yes, Best in Show, Mighty Win, For Your Consideration, 
and now price check, which quite frankly may be the best thing she's ever done. At least I would take it back to Party Girl. Comes out select theaters Friday, November 16th. Available now on video on demand and iTunes. Let's bring in Miss Parker Posey. Parker Posey in with us. Price Check is out in select theaters Friday, November 16th. But you can see it now on Video On Demand and iTunes. And I have been, I would say, since 1993, a gigantic Parker Posey fan. And I believe, and I was just talking to the audience about this, I believe this is your best work. What? I love this movie, and I'll tell you why. I feel like I've, I've... I've worked with this woman yeah. woman a couple times in radio. Yeah, yeah, she's um, she's a force. Yeah, um, I I describe her as psychopathic, um, manipulative, uh, passionate, uh, uh, convincing. Like she changes, right. you know, everybody, and it's to be argued whether or not that's good or bad. Yeah, there, it's a complicated thing because, of course, she creates a lot of wake. But the truth is, in the corporate world, you can also surf off that wake if you get in with a person who has that kind of energy, and the changes get made. Your life could change for the better. Yes. That's right, but does it? But does it work in this in the system? Like, does Susan can you know her bosses aren't as uh, right as passionate as she is, and she's not really allowed to do what she can really do. Well, because she would never stop changing. Like Rudy Giuliani when he was mayor, kept he was obsessively cleaning up each thing one after another, and that's what happens when you have that kind of drive. Mm-hmm. It never gets satisfied. Mm-hmm. It never that's gets satisfied. Right. That's right. And she is, yes, that's very perceptive. That's right. She's she's consuming everything. She's in everything that she wants, she gets, and she is, you know, every moment is that consumption. And the fact that... With people as well, which well, is really destructive. Because there's no boundaries. No boundaries, no work, limits. Work and 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 personal life are the same exact thing. It's they're about, the same yeah. exact thing. Yeah. Which we've all worked with those people before who, when you try to go home, they're like disappointed. Like what? Yeah. They act like you're leaving a party. You know what I mean? You're yes. like, how could you... Yes. If you leave, then other people are going to start leaving. Why don't we hang out here tonight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to change something. Right. We're going to change this. And you're going you're gonna to help me change my but, world and but, how I want it to be. Yeah. And it's a crazy demand. But a lot of, um, you know, I could compare it to, you know, working on a movie set. Sure. You know, and a strong director. And you get um, seduced into a story and into a vision of someone else. And, and you make something. Right, because it is like an artist obsession, an artist passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those are the people who change stuff. But you ever notice, like, when they'll do a book about a great artist, we'll always have to hear about all the people that he, you know, trampled on on his way to be there. Because as they see the next thing, they become obsessed with and they forget you where you were before, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. which... Well, they're recreating all the time. Yeah. 
But so much of that, I think, is is that's kind of cool about it is that it is this kind of feminine energy. That's you know right. I mean? That's right. That's that really. Uh, I I hadn't read a, a part like this uh, ever, and and she reminded me of Faye Dunaway in Network, right? And right. The, and the voice of this is very much like I think a lot like Patty Chayefsky. It's social. It's saying something about women right now and men and mm-hmm. their dynamics with each other. Um, you know, and it's to be argued whether or not, you know, is Pete Cozy complicit with what he does? Like, why? Where is Pete Cozy? Where is this man? Where, what is he thinking? How is he? I, I, uh, you know, see, here's the thing, because when you get to wake up, because he starts in like a light depression, That's which right. is I love in a film. I love when a character has a light depression Me too. because, you know, he's going to break out of it and change is going to take place. But he is just so glad to be feeling stuff mm-hmm. that. Whatever it happens to be, whatever burns down later, okay, because right now I'm alive. Yeah, and how long has he been asleep? Yeah. And and also, you know, he's a, he's a guy that had this uh, creative job in the music industry, and, you know, he, he has a, sm- a family, and he has to take this job, and it's not a creatively satisfying job, and it uh, compromises, you know, his, his spirit. Right. You know? And um, we, we're, we've definitely seen a lot of that in, in the arts right now and, and with, the, with the music industry, period. The music industry oh my God. has changed so much. God. I mean, think of all those the people that have the talent to do, you know, to be in that business on, on the business side and, mm-hmm. and, and as musicians and, and, and how much of it has, has, is, just, is just gone, you know. So, um, so yeah, it deals with that. I actually end up. And what is he sold? You know, what is he? What does he get? What was his price to 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 get that up? And is it so much a part of our system that we can't? We we don't have the 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 choice. The, right. You know, to choose out of that. But that see, that's the thing because I don't like. Let's suppose if your character was in the music business, I think she would still be there trying to work it. Mm-hmm. Where Pete was like, "Hey, I I now have to move along because he's waiting." For someone else to do it instead mm-hmm. of grabbing it himself. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's but not it, taking it. But it's really weird. I end up talking with so many people who the goddamn computer has changed everything. Everything. Every business. It doesn't matter whether they're a journalist, in the film business, and music. Everything is suddenly turned sideways. Well, it's a whole, it's a screen, it's yeah. a whole other thing to look at. And you know you do radio. Yeah. Look at look how look how this serious has yeah. has grown. No, we never expected right? to work like this in radio. It's it's yeah. great. But in some ways it's great, and in in other ways I do miss the fact that the way that it used to be that that you could break records piece by piece and and certain areas would have their own sound you know that has all kind of changed mm-hmm. where everything kind of gets homogenized whether you want it to or not that's you know? right and that's some right. kind of you know, and you know this from working in independent film the mass idea of what is great very rarely is you know sometimes there's the beatles you know what i mean where everyone can agree this is great. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, the masses will pick things that aren't all that good. They're just easy to digest. And we're at a time right now where, you know, what the masses see is what's paid for. Right. I mean, advertising is so expensive to, to, to have a movie come out and, and what, what it costs to advertise. 
you make like a Hollywood, it's like $30 million. Right. You know, it's, uh, it costs so much money. So you see something that is, has the money to have the hype mm -hmm. and people judge that. And then, but there are so many independent movies that are so, you know, that they're real artists making them mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have heard of them. Because it's so tough for them to even get into a festival. It's oversaturated, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, we're at the beginning of this new screen and the Internet and, and, and what what we're going to be able to see from it. We're making yeah. the transition from, from television to, to the other screen. So, I, you know, I hope that it's going to allow... Of well-written material that's more dynamic and more human and funny and real and really has the voice of the writer right you know because we see that how you know the writers now are really uh, you know in television especially they're really getting to show their their chops well, and it's, a, it's a writer's medium yeah. but the indie movies have um, it, it it is so much harder now to raise a little bit of money than it than it ever was. So that mm -hmm. this movie, you know, was shot in eighteen days. It is not and was under half a million dollars. And you 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 go like this is a really good piece of material. This is really saying something. And you you walk around kind of heartbroken, like we really can't afford another shot. We yeah. really can't do this setup. And like. I think this is really good and this is breaking my heart. But but you're like at least it's out there and you know it's a director who has a voice and great to you know great. Isn't it weird too in the 90s where it felt like okay this is going to be the wave that rides up. It's going to get better and yeah. more you know. And but what happened? Remember when the the movie studios, the bigger studios started to buy the little independent studios mm -hmm. and suddenly just do those kind of movies but with TV or yeah, yeah, yeah TV yeah. stars, yeah, and then it just took away the feeling that you have on Price Check, which is that feels like Long Island to me. I mean, yeah, that yeah, yeah. film is is like holy shit, I've been trapped like that a couple of times. Why did it take years to get out of it? Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but you lose that feeling, that of, authenticity of a yeah. place, and like you know, with comedies like oh, it's a comedy. You got to put everybody in yellow right. and make sure there's some in an orange wall somewhere and make it wacky and right. cutesy and 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 then everyone's like, I'm in a comedy and I'm so cute. It drives me bananas. Yeah. You know, it drives me crazy. Because um, I don't think it's funny when people are too in on the joke. So um, I kind of went off on a tangent there. What were we talking about? Well, basically, <laughs> we're getting back into the fact that, you know. The, well, I think the, the voice of the writer yeah. and what material is being produced right now and, and how hard that and where that independent voice is gone. And um, I, I think it's coming. I think it's coming back. And you can see this movie in all these in all these different ways. It's very well written. So you could even listen to it on your on your iPod. And I'm selling it. I'm just personally, uh, I I want to hope and believe that good writing will continue being produced in whatever form. I don't care if it's on an iPod or a computer screen or on TV. Um, I just hope that, you know, contemporary writing, which, you know, playwrights and, and writers of my generation, I mean, yeah. where's the voice of my generation, you know, that, yeah. that had the talent. And I just, I want, I want their material to be produced more because, um, I think, I like my generation. I like Gen X. I think we have a lot to say. Well, it's weird, too, because things do, you know, do sneak through. And you just did Louie's show this year on right, TV. Right. 
And that thing is like independent TV. I That's mean, right. he took this off into a very weird thing where it doesn't have the same kind of setup and middle and ending. You know, it's not sitcom It's quirky. It's weird. And it found an audience. It's not going to find an audience of 30 million people like MASH or, you know, that. But it will find a, a, a place to survive and people can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it, that mm-hmm. you have to say, I'm not trying to please everybody. You know? Well, yeah, and in not trying to please everybody, and and listening to your own voice, like like Louis, um, you know, FX gives him that 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 luxury, and um, then you you relate to that voice because it's authentic, and he's not trying to please everybody, and he's saying this is very real to me, and uh, and then people go, that's very real to me too, right? You know, I think that's. The, one of the biggest reasons for the success of that show is that he's filled a, a, a hole, a, a big hole that's missing right now. And it's got that 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 human quality and that um, that humor and mm-hmm. that and that point of view that's really distinctive. You know, I may not agree with it or I might have my own, you know, slant on what he's doing and I might see and be interested in, in the kind of uh, vision that he has. And, you know, that's that's what we need more of. And that's art. And that's and that's I agree. It's appealing. And people people love it. And that's what you want to do when you when you leave price check is to say, wait, the guy is not the hero or the victim. And she is not all evil. There's some parts of her, you know, so you can get in those conversations. Yeah. How many times now do we uh, leave a film and we don't have the kind of conversations that you like to after movies. I know, I know. And, you know, we're grown-ups. Right. And people are talking about, you know, whatever kids' movie. They're, I mean, really talking about... Cartoons, oh, literally yeah, cartoons. I thought that was really good. I'm yeah. like, how old are you? You know, and it's just a bu- it bums me out. My therapist's office looks out into the Virgin Megastore movie comp cineplex, <laughs> and I stand up every week and I look at those movies. And I go, no wonder I... I'm not working, you know, I, I can't be, no one's going to, you know, put hair on my face and make me a werewolf. Although I would totally do that. Yeah. I want to make a point right here and now to say you can put, I will sit in hours of prosthetics and I will be, I will change. do that stuff. <laughs> I will do it. Yeah. And, uh, you won't even know it's me under all that, all that hair and all that prosthetics. And then, we, and then I'll win an Academy Award. Do you think that they'll finally <laughs> say now that I, she's... I hope Holly was listening yeah. to this. Now that she has conformed and doing exactly what we want her to do, we'll give her everything. Um, Wait, but, what do you mean? What, what? What, they'll give you the awards and be happy with you. Do you? Th- <laughs> what do you think Hollywood thinks of you when they sit back and your name oh, it's so comes crazy, up? you know, when it, you read something and go like, oh, I would like to be in that. Or like, oh, that was it. What's the feedback on that? Or like, are they interested? And I have her... She's too much of an indie queen. And I don't even know what right. that means. I have a more, uh, you know, we're, we're in a culture that labels and brands things. So, right. like, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's like a stigma to it. I, I don't know if it's helped or if it's harming. Like, I, I can't judge. I just know that it was, it, you know, I was labeled that. But, you know, 
when I um, I'm working in in Europe right now, and you, you have these talks, and they're like, you're more like a European actor. You do TV <laughs> and film and theater and nah, 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 nah. And I think there's a thing here in how people are perceived, you know, in the star system of like, right. boom, like like, oh, did I already have my moment, you know? And now twenty years, you know, I've been doing this for twenty years now. Mm -hmm. I think I'm entering into more of like you know, character actor uh, point in, in yeah. my career, which is great. It's exact, yeah. guess what? It's exactly what I wanted. Well, you kind of came in as almost a character actor, and then they, you know, started to give you some of the independent films. But some of the stuff that you were really known for at first, like Dazed and Confused, mm -hmm. that character shouldn't have been remembered by people, you know, 18 years later. Mm -hmm. Or we should just said not you know we should just like oh i hate that girl not like oh i went to school with her too that was the great thing about that is like we knew some of those people I immediately i love that i yeah. love that so much and you know there was talk in that uh, when we were doing daisy confused about a sequel right uh, which would have been amazing i think it's it's too late to do that now but rick was like what if we you know the music in 1984 was really good what if we got everyone together and where would these you know characters be and, yeah you know everyone was so into their their work and their characters and it was so much fun to work like that i feel really like pathetically grateful that i was even involved at a time you yeah know, that that you know in in movies where where you could be like that and it just seemed like what happened every year you'd have another part and it would be growing and everybody would be loving it where did it all kind of stop i think 1996 97 yeah. 98 just when the the when it became more of a business where the money people saw that that and then the stars guarantee a certain box office number if their right. movies come out and they make a lot of mon money so the financiers come in and go like oh then we're gonna have her because she's hot now and then the agents go like yeah and guess what her price check is and um this is this is uh, she, she now she's in it. She's not she's not right for the part, but she's she's, she's in she's it in anyway it. because we need her. We need the box office. Well, she will guarantee. It's yeah. the same thing in the music business. You know, like here here's a song. Listen to this song. You know how much money this song has made. We're gonna put this through this little machine here, mm -hmm. and we're gonna test it with this other song. Oh, that other song doesn't have the same musicality yeah. as this one let's change it and make it just like that other song right and i forget what it's called. i read something in the new yorker about oh, that no. and that's terrifying i mean that's that's like those novels in the 60s that Dude, were like, I, you know i worked in radio where they would just call up random people and play them hooks it was just called quick hooks and they would play you five seconds and they would say you know if you fit in the demo what do you think of that five seconds that you heard and if they said good, then that those were the things that would be played. But it was just enough that if you were barely paying attention. Mm. So any musician who sat down and worked with a song and an album for months, it came down to mm. some guy who could give a shit, give him mm -hmm. a quick opinion and... Before we mm -hmm. went back to dinner, and, and you see that, that you see that in writing too. Yeah. Like like the jokes don't come from the inside out. You right. know, it's not like this person is an interesting, funny person inside, and something's going on with them, and then they talk. It's like, you know, it's just from the outside. It's very, uh, it's tonally. Uh, 
and the entire movie has this same sense thing. Of this yeah, there's same no rise thing. and falls. It's all right there. Yeah. Oh, they're puking and shitting. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah hysterical. <laughs> you know. Uh, price check. It's phenomenal. I honestly believe. I'm so glad you like it. It's getting attention. I'm crazy I'm about. I'm so it. glad. Uh, it's available now on video on demand and iTunes, and you can see it in theaters Friday. November 16th. That's right. Never forget that a lot of people love you. When oh, you're out there sweet. busting around with it, seriously, a I lot know. of people are mad for you. So never Thank let you. it get to you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time coming through. Thanks for that. I w- How adorable is she, man? Exactly what you wanted. And at the end, I just as she was leaving, and her people were like, "We got to get the next thing." I go, "Oh!" And Chris wanted to say, "Soon he purchased." She just came running back (laughs) into the room with him. Oh my God! Lost and searching, right? Yep, that's right. Soon he purchased, got expelled. Neither one of you graduated, apparently, huh? Mm -mm. She loved it though. That's that soon he purchased connection. It's fucking comes up everywhere. I just adore that woman i just think she's so great stuff she did with louis this year too that just that look on her face at the oh end of it you felt like louis fell in love with her for a second and you looked over and she was just so fucking nuts and weird and out there oh yeah it, it was fucking how would you like to be her shrink and <laughs> have her looking out and bringing up fucking movies she fucking have gotten that wrong what the fuck um Drew, Louisiana, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, great interview, as usual. But, I mean, she was perhaps the most charming person I've ever heard on your show. <laughs> oh, she is... Uh, uh, this is why we always like her as an actress, because that's kind of... There's so much of that she brings. And in this movie, she's supposed to be kind of the bad guy, kind of like a homewreck or whatever. And you're like, dude, if you don't go for that, you're fucking... Moron. You're gay. <laughs> You would be gay. You like dicks. 
Come on, it's Parker Posey. Yeah. Just get all comfortable. Where's my generation, man? <laughs> Why isn't my generation writing? Love generation Where's Generation X? X? Really the Chris cool. Guest films. Man, we've had so many great people in from the Chris Guest films. Oh, it's phenomenal. Another awesome. I love it. So I was asking her just to come up and hang sometime because she's like, I should be doing radio. And I'm like, yeah, with me. Because these other people are assholes that fucking are stupid. They suck. They should go to hell. But come up here, though. Why do you think people think puking is so funny in fucking films? Um, the spontaneity of it. But if it, what if it's constant? <laughs> Some of these films, there's just something puking the entire time. Well, dick and shit is is has risen. I think it might be even above the puking. Like throwing some cock out there. Oh, a male cock is a major laugh. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm what? just. Uh, going to open up something called A Man's Hanging Cock and Balls, the funniest film ever done. Stare and laugh. Doug, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, her thing on Louie was so great, and when he found her on the bus, I was like, oh my God, Louie, we're finally going to fucking be happy. And three minutes later, I was screaming at the TV, God, you son of a bitch, why are you taking her from us. I yeah, but see, here's, here's the weird thing. I don't think she could have ever made him happy. You know what I mean? I think she is better as a concept. No way. I don't think she could ever make any of us happy. We just want to believe it. It's a fantasy. She is like a siren calling us into the rocks. Rushing headfirst into it. Not giving a fuck. Were you, um, like, pissed off and jealous the hug she was giving me at the end? That was nice. It really did seem like this is going to be my chance to get out of this fuckwadville and just being out there with Parker the way it was always supposed to happen. Did you ever see Party Girl? No, I never saw Party Girl. Please rent it. Party watch Girl. it. Do we have Party Girl here, Fuzz? No, we uh, couldn't find it. That's her best one. Until this. Party girl, you would be completely in love with her. She is this club girl in the 1990s that's always at the clubs and getting all these weird things together. But then for some reason decided to become a librarian and straighten her life out. And she kind of treats like both worlds. One, the library world's kind of like a party. And then the fucking... Party world gets organized like a librarian would. Shit, the Dewey fun. Decimal System. <laughs> it's Dewey fucking Decimal. great. Uh, I wish we just would have played the other part. What happened when we were bringing in with the music? Uh, Delette froze in here. I'm going to talk to. Um, I have talked to uh, facilities, not facilities, but. What are you going to do? Time, turn back time with them? No, I can't. Did you like the time. way she was sitting on her leg and all? Yeah, she was all like fucking yeah. moving around. Nice. It's getting comfortable. Yeah, it's the way you want to see her. So adorable. No, so cool. adorable. That was really cool. She likes it up here, though. Didn't have to look at any fucking uh, movie theaters. Like she's like she's at a therapist office. Yeah. All right, we got a break here. I can't believe it's almost 2 o'clock. we got a lot to do. 
including I got to go over red zone with you so you can finally for once in your life understand it. Look, that's Scott Hansen. He's a talent. You don't like the other guy, the Italian guy? No, not at all. I hate him, actually. They shouldn't, they shouldn't just fire him. Now, you realize if Detroit doesn't win tonight, it's done. You don't come back from being down 2-0. Detroit in six. I don't know why everyone's freaking out. Uh, Doug, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's going on, Mr. B? Just yeah. remember in Dazed and Confused how she played the perfect high school bitch. <laughs> like, everybody knows that girl. Yeah, and that was the first time that we ever saw her. All right, you freshman bitches. Fry! Oh, man. She did not like those freshman sluts. Well, she just liked to fucking let them know this is the way it runs. She's fucking senior. Yeah. She's skanks. Tuesday's gone with the win. That's it. No, in hindsight, why didn't they have a much bigger fucking part for her? That entire movie. You ever see Suburbia? Yeah, I saw Suburbia. Yeah, it's fucking great. She was fucking great in that. Remember Pony? Who had the band? I don't know. I just fucking love that film. How's the Yes? See that? No, I haven't seen How's the Yes. Amazing. Your favorite thing, incest shows up in that. <laughs> it is my favorite thing. Yeah. Because you never had any other family, so. Like, is it like parents, kids, or siblings? Yeah. Kicking and screaming reminds me of you. Day trippers reminds me of you. Basquiat, of course, I love. Oh. Julian Snobel did that. God damn it. Waiting for Guffman at the end where she's just cooking that one chicken wing on the grill. <laughs> she got the DQ. Let's break here. When we get back, we're going to talk a little Red Zone. Run a face show. Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fez, you had something you want us to talk about on the Interabank today. Yeah, the Arby's employee, this 56-year-old woman who gets fired because the place is getting robbed and she's there at knife point and dives out the drive-thru window. 
and now she has been let go for violating policy. It's like the Titanic. you got to stay with the ship when it's sinking. Well, the policy that she violated, couldn't you argue that's why she got robbed? No, because it just would have been two people. The policy was no one's allowed in the store by themselves at any time. So the other person had just left a second ago. That's not the policy, though. The policy isn't how long were you alone. The policy would be you're not supposed to be alone. It's not like they made it up after her. Now, I ain't on the side of Arby's. I think the thing is this. If you're working in some Arby's and you're assistant manager at 56, I don't think that's working out for you. She had been there 23 years. 23 years and made it to assistant manager. You don't find that a little weird? Well, it's a little odd, but she obviously was dedicated to her Arby's job. Not dedicated enough that she didn't dive out the fucking window. Rather than fucking cut that fucker in half with a goddamn sawed-off shotgun. Oh, that'd be sick. She'd be a fucking hero. You just came into the wrong Arby's, bitch. I've been here for 20 fucking three years. That's why I don't follow any of the fucking rules that Arby's has. Don't light your ass up, motherfucker. Well, I see Fez is already turning this over to Red Zone. So I see that we're done with that news story. It's N, like the croupier. What's your story, Big Chris? <laughs> I um, I read the disturbing fucking odd fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, brownstones in New York City. They're I've been living in the east side brownstone. Baller. They're actually made out of a specific... I, I thought it was a name for the building. No. It's actually made out of something called brownstone. Mm-hmm. And the last quarry in the United States, the, the, the best quarry for brownstone is closing down and no more brownstones will be built. In New York City or elsewhere, that's fucking kind of strange, and it's a it's a great piece of architecture. I always find I've hung out. Oh, I love the brownstone. They're they're amazing fucking buildings. But when's the last time one was built in the city? Because they don't build that anymore. They build glass. Yeah, it's cheaper. Steel metal. It's easier. And now there's no more brownstones, no more rock. And someday there won't be any glass. It'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're using force fields instead of glass. When I was a kid, we had glass. These force fields are ruining everything. Shit. I always like to say you can't force fields to keep people in. Even before force fields were that made? Yeah. That's some fucking vision. Holy yeah. shit. Well, you know, I like to stay out there. Sci-fi, if you will. That is sci-fi. We should um, come up with our own sci-fi. That'd be fucking great. I had an idea for a story, and I just called it Every Dick is a Transistor Radio. Where does the music come out of? Dickhole? Pisshole. (laughs) Here, fucking. Squeeze the balls if you don't like this channel. So hopefully it'll be big. I don't know. In the gay club scene? Mm. Yeah, it's going to be fucking big. Just By be... the way, is there any other kind of gay scene besides the gay club scene? European? Oh, wait. What? 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 Gangnam Style. What? Gangnam Style. Oh, the Gangnam Style Halloween things. Have you seen that? I'll bring it in tomorrow. I'll put it up. There's just so many. Did you watch South Park last night? Yeah, this is going to shock you, but no. <laughs> It's that they. It's very. It was very funny. It was their Halloween special, and they fucking show over the Gangnam Style thing. I will watch then. 
Did you laugh when Parker was talking about adults who like children's mu- movies great. and fucking cartoons? Just shitting all over them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just like you, Parker. I think these people are stupid, too. Although I do remember one Thanksgiving a few years ago where my fucking entire family, and I'm talking like 30 people, were talking endlessly about Nemo. What? And like, oh, remember the Finding Fucking Nemo? Remember when that was out? They were all like, oh, did, how about the California surfer fucking turtle? Yeah. And I just honestly felt like I could puke my whole dinner back up. I only saw, I only, have all those Pixar movies. I just saw the first one, the first, the uh, Toy Story 1. And yeah. I never watched anything after At it. that time, it was just called Toy Story. It wasn't even no, Toy Story <laughs> 1. We're going to let you know there's more coming. It's happening. It's all happening. Finally. All right, we put up uh, your favorite guy, Scott Hansen, and we've we've had this up and ready to go midway through the opening bit. But um, let's. uh, This is Scott Hansen calling three different games, all having game-changing things happening. At the same time. What does he call it when he's got three guns? Like three boxes? He's got a triple box. Triple box. And then there's the quad box. The quad box. I've seen quad boxes before. Yeah. They're but awesome. they are rare. He makes I've, people tweet about them. I've never seen the quit. Yeah. He will say hashtag. Yeah, hashtag. Come on. And, you know, keep an eye out for quad box, people. We'll give you some free NFL shit. Yeah. Tweet at, tweet at me. I, I fucking tweet even for no reason. Scott Hanson, you're the best. He should have his own jersey. Reese line of suits, menswear. Let's take a look at the triple box with Scott Hanson. A comparative chip shot to win the game for Arizona and keep them atop the standings. RG3 at the bottom of the triple box is loose. Up the left sideline, RG3 might go the distance. And Seattle wants it all up in the upper corner. Sidney Rice to possibly take the lead with an extra point over the Patriots. RG3 and, and the crossbar hits the crossbar. We're going to overtime in Arizona. What drama in the triple box. <laughs> what about in the stadiums, Chris? Got Come on. Forget that. <laughs> How's he do it? How's he call? I'm kind of best of in real time. It's amazing. He is a robot. That man is truly talented. I would say this. He's a robot, all right. A robot of love. Football love. Man love. Man on man for football love. I wonder if he's he's gay with the other red zone guy then. Probably. Oh, God. A lot of people are excited about my winning the first St. Augustine Award. Really impressive. I had no idea you are working towards that. I'm working towards everything at the same time. Yeah. That's Ron, all. Ron Bennington, St. Augustine Award winner. And thanks, Drunk Epiphany. I feel like I am the man. You the man. Hmm. I wonder what happened if you put Scott Hansen just call him one game at a time. I wonder if he would just be fucking fed up with it and say this is bullshit and he has to just storm off. He would find a way to divide up one game, like have a double box of each sideline. 
It's still the same game, though. Uh, 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 Mike, you're on the run of face show. Hey, Ron. Uh, I live in a tiny little mountain town outside of Asheville, Black Mountain. So I was heading to the, our local brewery last night, and on stage is the Gold Magnolias. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. Blew me away, and of course, I was just going to pick up a couple growlers to go to take home, but we stuck around, and, and they sounded great, put on a great show, played a couple covers, and then their original stuff, and, and it was like, just it would just freak me out that uh, y'all, they were just on, what, last week? And then I see them in my little town. Is Yeah, they're out fucking touring America. Did you say hi to them? Oh, yeah, yeah, and they said they had a great uh, time in there. And came over and spoke to us between the set, and there wasn't that many people there, uh, so it was a really intimate show. I think they were heading to maybe Jackson, Mississippi tonight, somewhere. Yeah, they bought the van and they're moving. Chris, I never got around to hearing that first song. I feel a change. I feel a change. I want to hear this in my headphones because I never had a chance to hear it on the radio. This is Gold Magnolias, and check them out at the goldmagnolias.com. change is coming on strong I'm just a flower that's in bloom for too long and there will be times to just up ahead there'll be darker days no I can't be scared it's all for the good I keep telling myself a little angelical
Jesus, that's strong, man. That's good shit. Gold Magnolias, uh, lighten it up. What was that, Eric, that engineered that? Yeah, it was Eric. I think it sounds better than the album. I love that. I can't believe that was all just played live straight through like that. I yeah. You didn't know it at no. all? Yeah, I thought that was the recording. You live in a fucking dream world. I know, man. Are you dusted? I'm not dusted. Not right now. Oh, uh, you got your big uh, Filter D day. Yeah. Up tomorrow, Filter Excellence. Mm. What did you do from last week's Filter Excellence? Uh, I, I did watch Bob's Burgers and then. Um, Love? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's still it's out good. there? It's quirky indie, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's quirky indie, the Bob's Burgers. This is, I, when watching, I was like, this is a, a show. You know, I didn't really think it was super funny, but I didn't think it was not funny. You, you got to get into the characters. Okay. You got to yeah, get into the I've characters. only watched this. And I don't even so like far. cartoons. Yeah. I'm not even a big cartoon guy. All right, what else did you do from Filter uh, I'm doing, I'm listening to Sunken Condos tonight. Oh, yeah. so you'll be bringing that up I'll tomorrow. I'll bring that up tomorrow, yep. Oh I love to see you expanding yourself. I'll tell you, if you were sane right now, uh-huh. you would be doing Connecticut the right way. That would be. You and some of your indie friends, because you can go up into Connecticut, and the food is great, but once you've been in New York City, it's like it's free. It's so much <laughs> cheaper than uh, than being in New York. But it's also, it's going to piss people off in New York. I think a lot of the food's better. I think the pizza's better right now. Well, pizza in, in Manhattan's shit. In Connecticut? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because a lot of the Italians from New York moved up there. A lot of people I know, like, they'll be like, oh, I'm from Connecticut, but then they'll just call it the cut. So they'll be like, oh, I'm from the cut. And I've I'm never just heard like, that. What? Yeah, I know. I'm just like, so then I, like, introduce myself to people saying, like, oh, where are you from, the cut? And they'll be like, what? The yeah, cut? No, and I'm just like, I guess it's not everybody, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so, like, why don't you do it? I'll just, like, we just met and you, you play the Connecticut guy. Yeah. Um, so um, where are you from? Uh, I'm from the cut. From the cunt? You mean cut. your mom's? No, from the cut. You from your mom's no, it's cunt? The cut. It's like the you middle. You fucking heard me. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that would start all the fucking trouble. I'm looking. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, I was also thinking though, like just how I listened to Gold Magnolias, how there's a southern band that came over and lived in Bedsty, right? Right. Like, they yeah. met in Bedsty, and that's what happened a lot recently. Do or die, yeah. Yeah. Just people who come to Brooklyn. And then, like mine, blow up. Yeah. Well, by the way, Hicks, and I want to say because I consider you my number one Brooklyn guy. Uh, the Islanders are keeping the name Islanders, so they'll be the Brooklyn Islanders. Brooklyn Islanders. Now, I disagree. I think the Islanders are back in Long Island. You're in Brooklyn. You got to start the Brooklyn Bashers and start fresh. They were called the Long uh, the Islanders because they're on Long Island. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not on Long Island. They're anymore. making the point that Brooklyn is Long Island. That's bullshit. Brooklyn isn't Long Island. It's, isn't that like more of a spin? The Technically, it is. Long. But it's not the same place. It's yeah. it's a totally different vibe. And you should leave the Islanders to the people of Long Island. I always think that it's funny, too, when someone decides we're moving in three years. Just like, well, good luck drawing over the next couple yeah. of years. Yeah, it's fucking done, man. Fuck it. People from Brooklyn ought to go out there wearing their Brooklyn Islanders shirt. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfuckers. Jay Z, baby. Jay Z should buy a fucking part of the Islanders, too. They should just call it the fucking Brooklyn Jay Z's. You could take the train up to Cut 
as you call it. Cut. Oh, yeah. And fucking live large up there. And there's bar cars on those trains coming from the Metro North. Really? That's the shit, yeah. I've seen those. Cocktails like... or just beers? Just beers. And beer so, and wine. I have this thing. I don't think you can call it a bar unless you're getting a cocktail. All right, let's go over some of this. Sally's, Modern, and Frank Pepe's. Great pizza places up in Connecticut. Oh, man, I want some of that pizza. That was great. And you get some of that great, like, fucking lobster New England-style seafood. It's a great combination of a bunch of shit. Also, they're insane about ice cream. Insane about it. Like fresh homemade ice cream? Like, yes, like places like that you go out to for ice cream that they just get nuts about. Ridgewood Ice Cream, Dr. Mike's, the Collins Creamery, Rich Farm, Buttonwood Farm. Mm. They get crazy about their food up there. Connecticut, a lot to say for it. I feel like going there this weekend. Oh, shit. And we're not even, like, lining up. Like, the first burger joint in America is also up there. Oh, yeah, I've seen that place. I've seen that place before on the TV. And they have, like, steamed cheeseburgers up there, too. That's crazy. Yeah, steamed hams. Oh. Um, Sean, you're on the Run of Fed show. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, um, I'm calling about the, uh, you, you guys were talking about the Islanders. I was. Yeah, yeah. You can't change that name because the Islanders, they were a dynasty back in the 80s. I mean, to, Right, and that's to, where they that, belong, back in the 80s. Well, no, come on. I mean, you know, if the teams die, I mean, Detroit was a, you know, a dog shit for a long time, like after uh, Ted Lindsay left, and then they came back and resurfaced. But they stayed in Detroit. They did not they leave. Moved. If they left Detroit, they should stop being the, the fucking Red Wings. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. You lost your fucking team, right? Yeah, we're still bitter about that. And you should be. Yeah. You have every right to be bitter about it. And I mean, they and just, Long Island is going to be bitter about this. Yeah, I imagine. Thing with it, like they just took the name and just shortened it, so we can't even like bring them back as the North Stars. We had to go I a little wild, would. you know. Um, here's Phil. Phil, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, um, being, a New- being a New Yorker, I, I got to say, Connecticut's better pizza, without a doubt. Second of all, uh, food up here, I'm in West Hartford, amazing. Great place, Millet CT, farm to table. Yeah. And you- menu changes daily. I went there a couple weeks ago. I had uh, veal sweetbreads for an appetizer and the best fried chicken in the freaking world. Amazing. It was re- like just soaking in buttermilk slice forever. I love the farm to table places. Uh, I still want to see like a hoof on my table. I want it so no. fucking fresh that I could hear the other cows fucking crying outside. As they're just sawing heads off their mother. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, pepper, pepper. If you love uh, if you love burgers, same thing. Plan B in West Hartford tastes like they just chopped up the freaking cow. Put it on your plate. The burger places and, are amazing in Connecticut. Uh, um, we've we're lighting it up. It's up on the eye bang now. Um, and you can add in some of the stuff that you even feel like we haven't come up with. Um, it's phenomenal amounts of stuff. Phenomenal. Um, here's Todd. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I think they ought to rename 
saying the uh, the Islanders when they moved to Brooklyn, they should call them the hipster cunts. That's cuts. Cuts. Went to uh, Zinberger last night. You should check it out. Good fries. Yeah, a lot of people bring that up to me. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna head there right now after I'm done. Fez, you've been a little quiet over there since your Arby's. I'm going to try to bring you back in to this. Here's Mike. Mike, you got something you want to ask Fez? Yeah, I do, Ronnie B. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Fezzy, how, how is the cover-up in Benghazi Romney's fault? Can you yeah. help me out? I've been trying to figure this out. Yeah, it's not Romney's fault. Thank you. All right. And Politicizing it would be Romney's fault. Well, that was short but sweet. Uh, here's Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, Houston Oilers moved to Tennessee, were the Tennessee Oilers for one year, and then they changed their name to the Titans. So maybe that's what's going on. Maybe there's a possibility. Remember how weird it was when they were the Tennessee Oilers? <laughs> Fuck that. Maybe there's blue skies. Islanders ain't going to last. It ain't going to stay the Islanders. Brooklyn, they will come up with a new name to fucking brand this thing. What about the Brooklyn Coney Islanders? Oh, fuck. oh, that'd be actually really. I'd uh, yeah, I'd like that. You'd buy a jersey. I'd buy a jersey called the Brooklyn Coney Islanders. Would you buy Brooklyn uh, that said the Brooklyn Coney Island Babies? Probably not. Okay, I'm not so, gonna lie. Now we know where we gotta be. Yeah. You love Brooklyn, right? I like. Yeah, I enjoy it there. Where would you rather live if you had the money, Brooklyn or, or uh, Manhattan? Oh, if I had the money, probably Manhattan. Thanks for fucking being honest. Yeah. Because no one else of your generation will be. I know. No, I mean, I'm, I'm moving to Dumbo. Nice, heartbeat. but like Manhattan's. Dumbo is already like, why would anyone live there in Brooklyn? Like, they're looking at them like, those old people in Dumbo. <laughs> I remember when I first came up here, Dumbo was like one of the weirdest places. Mm -hmm. And it's real weird to walk around there at night because it's just empty fucking streets. But then you walk into a loft, like, fucking a building, and just parties going on. It's fucking strange. I went there for um, a play one night. Willem Dafoe was nice. in this fucking crazy-ass play. So we, and then we're here, Dumbo. All right, good. We'll go over and see it. So I get out of the fucking train. I come up. I start walking. That fucking neighborhood was so quiet but these big kind of warehouses and yeah. fucking things and i'm like this is where all of a sudden a gang comes from around the corner and kills us in the street yeah, it's, it's fucking weird looking down there i like it though and like i could see civilization from where i was at i was like look there's the buildings that's where i should be there's lights and people doing stuff mm -mm. um i could hear my fucking feet clicking walking down the street it's just these really big buildings and just wide streets and then the guy taking tickets was the phone he's like come please come on in oh okay surreal. Willem. i can't think of the name of this group that he used to do these plays with but back in the day they used to eat asset and do shows that's awesome Boy, is that awesome? That's great. Oh, I, I guys don't see that show. Fucking hang out with Willem Dafoe. Just some Willem Dafoe acid. acid. Just Jane. fucking talking gibberish while you're trying to watch the fucking play. The Wooster Group? That's exactly what it was. Good fucking call. It's good to have you back on the computer. I'm everywhere, baby. You are right now. I wonder why you didn't get the St. Augustine Award. <sighs> I just don't have the drive that you do. Were you uh, familiar with Miss Parker Posey? Yeah, yeah. Did you love seeing her come in here? Yeah, she yeah she looks good. By the way, the Jeffrey Gurian interview is up. Um, John Hodgman, we're actually changing that date. Are you getting back to people? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, the date is changed. 
to November 6th. And, and do we have the other unmasked uh, done? No, the other unmasked is not done. I want to announce that tomorrow. All right. I want to get that locked in and announce that tomorrow. I met John Hodgman once. Well, I, I didn't meet him. He just kind of walked past this mess I was cleaning up at the theater. But then as he was walking away, I, it came to my house. Like, wait, did I'm a PC. I'm a PC. But he didn't He didn't hear me. It's probably a good thing. He was down the corridor. So. You just yelled, I'm a PC at him. Yeah. Well, this be perfect because no one ever does that to him. Yeah, I know. I'm sure he never. So he's like, that. "Oh my God, thanks for." Are you the first to do that? Thanks for out of my entire amount of work that I've done books, bringing TV, up a film. commercial to a commercial. Yeah, I'm a PC. Feel good about yourself, Coco? Not anymore. I thought it was funny at the time. It was the funniest thing I ever heard. <laughs> we need to break or take it to the limit, like the Eagles. Yeah, take it to the limit. That's good. Um. Here is Steve in King of Prussia. You're on Runafest. Yo. Yeah. What's going on, Ren? I need some advice, man. I'm thinking about moving to Chester, Pennsylvania. Your old stopping ground. Yeah. But the problem is I'm white. Yeah. That is a problem. What do you think? What I, do you think? I, you know, I'm sure you would get in very, very cheap on the house. Um. And that's all I can tell you. Well, other yeah. than that, I mean, it is a very high crime place. Yeah. That's the crime the thing, rate right man. now is 100%. All right. So everyone is committing and having crimes committed yes. on them at the same time? <laughs> While you're robbing someone, someone's robbing you. <laughs> you been out robbing your old lady while she was home robbing you. Um, Gunner, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. I just want to say thanks. I was looking at Connecticut the right way, and uh, there's my brother's restaurant, the one I take under honorable mentions well, uh, for barbecue. Uh, uh, it actually belongs there. Of course, it's very famous, and he does very well for himself, I imagine, right? Yeah, they're, they're doing real well. They do great live music, local bands on the weekends. Um, it's a lot of fun. The food is out of this world, some of the best barbecue in Connecticut. Uh, it's all homemade, all fresh, fresh-cut French fries, and you know, it's just, they're doing great and loving it, you know? I brag uh, about uh, Connecticut all the time to people in New York. They, there's Some people will think of Connecticut as a place to drive through on the way to Boston. I'm saying, I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, I'd rather eat in Connecticut than eat in Boston. There's a lot of great food around. We've got a lot of great spots. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Danny's Drive-In. I've been eating there for well over 20 years. Fantastic. So. Fantastic place. Thanks again. Um, I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. The one-eyed pig. I've actually See, been this to, is what yeah. I'm trying to tell you. You can take a train up there, by the way. I know. I've never been there before. In no time. Strain in New I Haven. Hear, I hear Hartford is there. It's in the state. You know, right now, you and your little fucking generation of hipsters yeah. are moving into each different place and hipsterizing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ginger, gentrification. You what see, do you call it? Genderfication? Yeah, is that it when, gender, when, when, when fucking redheads move into a yeah. neighborhood and change it? <laughs> Start impregnating, just raping. So many redheads. More redheads. Dow, you're on the run of Fez show. Hi, buddies. I remember I was just going to say, Pepper mentioned the steamed cheeseburgers, and you would think wet meat would stink like bad and taste like shit, but it's delicious, man. And there's two great places right in central Connecticut. What well, are the places? 
Oh, t- uh, Ted's is the one of them, and I forgot the name of the other one. And I could kind of feel it for those Islander people because I lost my hockey team too, man. Yeah, it happens. It sucks, man. Um, and then, oh, one more thing, Ronnie. Uh, a great pizza place right in Stanford, or, like you said, a hop right on the train. There's this little Irish pub called the Colony Grill, and it's fucking phenomenal. It's this nice, thin, delicious pizza. It only comes in one side. That sounds just phenomenal. Yeah. All right. I'm telling Thanks, you, guys. it's happening in a big, big way. Here's uh, Sean. Sean wants to talk about Connecticut. Hey, Ronnie. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Hey, just a little further up, Colchester, Connecticut, a little roadside uh, burger joint called Harry's. Uh, been there since 19. 19- 01, 19, 10 or something like that. It's uh, fantastic burgers. I highly recommend it. Worth the trip. How do these, um, we should actually add that, Harry's. How did these places been around for so long? It's amazing to me. And be able to go straight through like that. Yeah, that's one of those, you know, my grandfather took me and my, uh, all those just went through the generations in our family. So it's been around forever. All those people have that thing that they're able to, you know, keep that going there. And one of the problems, like in New York, is they the rents push people the fuck out. Yeah, they just give up. There's, you like, know, you'll anymore. see this in Brooklyn. Some of the great Brooklyn, you know, like comfort food places. Yeah. As the uh, neighborhood gets gingerfied, as you call it, <laughs> That's um, those old, you know, Italian and Polish people be like, I can't pay. Oh no! I gotta go out now to the yeah. suburbs. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that where I come from too. There's some like bread places over in in fucking Brooklyn that you can just walk into after the bars close, bang on the door and buy just a fucking big box of hot bread, mm. hot Polish bread, hot Italian bread. Yeah, Pips has been turning me on to like a lot of spots. That like have... where? Where did Pips know? Uh, uh, one Red Hook. What was that one in Red Hook? If he's ever around. There's a place in Redwood, and there's a really good For what? pizza shop over LMB. 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 Oh, is that the Spumoni Gardens that's, place? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. You guys love Spumoni Gardens up there where they put the sauce on the outside? Yeah, I haven't been there yet, but I mean, I want to go. It sounds delicious. We used to bring them in here all the time. MLC. Yeah, Mafia Life Chris. Mafia Life Chris. Uh, Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. How's it going? Good, man. I just wanted to let you guys know that I just made pee-pee out of my pee-pee hole. Oh, okay. Thanks for calling us with that. Appreciate it. Let me know uh, if everything else is moving along. Uh, let's go over to Tommy. Tommy, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, what's up, guys? Good. How are you today? Wonderful. We'll say if we're not uh, doing well. There's a, there's a joint in uh, Bethel, Connecticut, little town right next to Danbury, called Dr. Mike's. They have the best ice cream in the world, better than... Better than Ben and Jerry's, better than Hagen does. It's all homemade. It's a little storefront. You got to go around back to the door, right off of uh, uh, the main street that goes through this little, this little nice bucolic uh, New England. I tell you, this ice cream is so good. I've been in this town for about five years. I've already put on like forty pounds. It's amazing. That's um, that's important, though. That's the way to do it. Doctor Mike's is on the right way for Connecticut. And there's Anthony. Anthony, you're on the road for the show. Hey, I got a spy report, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, famed boxing trainer, Emmanuel Stewart, has passed oh, away. Oh, man. Detroit. Bad news for Detroit. Oh, a de- a, that's a Detroit boxing icon. B-Man. This is why the Tigers are going to win it for Stewart. All right, I hope so. Or does that just kind of show that they're, you know. Mm-mm, no, this is it. This is it. 
That guy in the eighties, every time you turn around, he'd be bringing another champ. Damn, I can't another believe champ. that guy died. Oh, you know who he is once I, you I saw know, his face. Yeah, I know the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He uh, worked for HBO. Yeah. Here's uh, Tom in Kansas, Sharon Monifez. Hey, Connecticut really sounds great, but you know we got a, a Cracker Barrel and a fucking Denny's over here in Kansas if you want to come on through. Yeah. Denny's? What's that mean? It's a restaurant. Sit down. Oh. Perkins type, Applebee's. Yeah. Eat fresh. Do you like Denny's? Uh, I No. <laughs> I don't. We're all familiar with Denny's. It's not I, like it's just I, it's in the Midwest. It's a Midwestern thing, yeah. Yeah, it's no. Little, We've little been little. to Denny's. There's Denny's in L.A., too. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been to one in L.A. What part? Uh, in the San Fernando Valley. You spend a lot of time in the Valley when you get out there? Is that what you do? Brooklyn in <laughs> no, the Valley? No, that's where I live, though. It's <laughs> fucking sucked. <laughs> what were you doing living up there? Was it really that shitty? Well, it. I mean, it's just like it's the boring part of L.A. Yeah, it's just like... You can only get there by a car. It's hot. It's in a basin, so it's really hot, deserty. Just suburby. It's family. Sub- Resident. It, get, it yeah. gets all the Jersey jokes of oh, that okay. area. Yeah. Yep. yep. But quite frankly, I don't feel this huge difference. But I didn't grow up there. Where I'm like, what are you? What are you from the valley? Come on. Yeah, I hear that. It's yeah. like everyone's like, oh, the valley sucks. Yeah. I'd move there if I was in fucking LA just to prove everyone wrong. Yeah, it's cheaper. It's exactly the same as living on Long Island. Duh. It's the same exact looking place. Come on, fucking L.A. people. Give me a break. Why are you getting mad? Why can't you just fucking say they can make fun of their own fucking parts? Leave them alone. Leave the valley alone. Uh, Mike in Connecticut, you're on a fest. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, capital lunch in the hard-hit New Britain. See you. All right, we'll look into it. Uh, if you've got any more places... Feel free to go over and post them up on uh, the iBang. Um, a lot, a lot of great stuff. I've been to Toad's Place in New Haven. That's on the fucking uh, right way. And that is a great venue. Saw Dark Star Orchestra, Grateful Dead cover band. How come is everybody plays that fucking place still? Yeah, throughout the years, everyone's fucking stopped and played in Toad's Place. It's awesome. Shower Bench writes in and says, Aha, your Arby's assistant manager needs to be one of the Avengers. They could give her the drive through voice. Um, we haven't heard from Fence since then. He was up for a second. Hold on. Adam in the Valley wants to help us out here. Hey, Adam. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Um, there's a subway that goes to the Valley, so I don't know what Joe's talking about. All the weed stores oh, are in yeah. the Valley. Yeah, but it only goes to, like, it only goes to, like, the, like, by Ventura, right? Yeah, and then you can take the orange line that they just built. The California. Oh, okay. The California. You take the ten, right? You take, take the ten. Get off on Wilshaw. Stores in the valley. Everyone yeah, gets so mad Beach. at that thing, but I find it to be hysterical. The Californians. Yeah. I thought it was so weird the first time I went out to L.A. to see how many middle-aged guys will just wear Hawaiian shirts what? wherever you go and tuck them in. <laughs> That's a bizarre it. look. It is. I'm like, well, dudes, we're not in fucking Hawaii. <laughs> I don't know why the amount of middle-aged Hawaiian shirts. Fuck that. And then like... the amount of like middle-aged guys who have the blonde and the gray hair, that weird color that doesn't exist. It's the look of the stars. It's an ashy blonde. Um, Karen and Mass, you're on my face. 
Hi, Ron. Um, yeah. You know, I went to college in Fairfield, and you're right. They have really great restaurants. But have you ever eaten in Providence, Rhode Island? You know, I normally have only driven through Rhode Island, and so many people tell me I need to go up and spend a little time there and just yeah. fucking grease. Federal Hill, anywhere on yeah. Federal Hill is amazing. Very you Italian. Could, if, pro, oh, yeah. Providence has beautiful, beautiful restaurants. Yeah. And I live in Massachusetts now, and I'm, you know, born and raised Rhode Island. And I miss it all the time. That's one of the only things I miss. Here's what I worry about, that this will get Johnny, Hard Rock Johnny, calling him about food trucks. <laughs> uh, there's a food truck. To get. So I went to school there, and there's a food truck. I saw and, a clever food, food truck the other day. Yeah. It's called Seoul Food, but it's a Korean food truck. <laughs> From Seoul? Yeah, from, yeah. This is one of your jokes? No, it's a legitimate oh, truck. Your delivery is exactly the same. <laughs> uh, Carl in Long Island, you're on fest. Uh, Ronnie, old school, 16210. All right, bro. Hoo-ah! Uh, F.H. Royalties, 400 New York Avenue in the heart of Huntington Village. Everybody loves it. From what I understand, oh. it is uh, a five-star restaurant. At just like neighborhood hangout type things. We've always eaten out great there. Always had a great time every time we've been out on Long Island. Um, here is uh, Ken. Ken, you're on Ron and Fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. How you guys doing? Um, Maison in Danbury. If you go there, eat there, don't get an orgasm, I will donate $5 million to a charity of your choice. That's not bad at all. Susan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. There's somebody in that building that's jinxing the Tigers, and it is not Chris Stanley. As soon as I heard Opie say the Tigers were going to win the World Series, I knew we were doomed. So can you guys write him a note and tell him to start rooting for San Francisco? I'm going to stop in tomorrow and ask him never to pick because it's not fair. All right, It's not fair for him to pick. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you too, darling. Thanks. Bye. Look, is everything's okay. I haven't bet on the game. I've called in six. It's going to be all right. People are freaked out. I'm fucking so on fire. It's ridiculous. I have the hot fucking hand. As long as I don't have a personal stake in the fucking game. You are don't like... worry. You're like... Looking at some track loser who doesn't know just what a bad person he is. I'm a great dude. Joe, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, uh, what card holder number 1437? What? 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 Oh. She's already that yeah. high. Got a spy report? Spy report? Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. We got, um... Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs are coming back to theaters for one day only. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's for the 20th anniversary. 20 years since Pulp Fiction, the both of them. I think it's since Reservoir Dogs. The weird thing is, I remember um, that, what's his name, Mr. Blonde came on my show at 10 years. He's like, dude, can you believe it's 10 years since the dogs... <laughs> And he had his blonde wife with him, and he oh, would go yeah. like this. Who the hell is she? What is she doing here? Did he have a couple beforehand? We went and got him a bottle of tequila, and he was just fucking popping it. And he's like, 
Uh, I always found strange dudes who just drank straight tequila. I used to drink straight tequila. I like the taste of it. Really? Yeah. I had too many bad fucking times on that shit. Sounds like somebody yeah. likes dick. I like scotch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blue Blood, but maybe you've spent some time in the fucking Southwest. Doers. You know, to sit there and fucking drink tequila and like it. Yeah. I chugged it too many times. Whenever I try to like impress somebody at the bar, I'll be like, yes, bartender. Can I get your second cheapest tequila, please? And I'll t- tap the bar like this, like pronto. That's good. The yeah, girls don't like it as much. I like it. Oh, it's a Cuervo Silver. Brian, you're on the Run Fez show. I read. See you perked up. Um, here's uh, Brian. You're on Run Fez. Dana Cardholder, two hundred two. What? Where are they coming from? What? <laughs> what? What? Hey. <laughs> I'm from Monroe, CT. Um. And that's actually where Dr. Mike's ice cream shop is. Uh, really good ice cream, but I actually called to talk about uh, Zaza's in Stanford. Um, it's an Italian tapas place. And uh, it's, I mean, I grew up in an Italian household, so I know what good Italian food is, and that's, it's, it's serious. And it's small plates Italian. Yeah, small, small, yeah, a bunch of small plates. I mean, you can get gnocchi, you can get uh, meatball. Yes, yes. Uh, and there's also, well, it's a little bit more well-known, but there's a bunch of Barcelonas which do, uh, you know, Spanish tapas. So, I mean, Connecticut has a lot. It has a lot of food, a lot of food in Connecticut, a lot of great food, and it's not as expensive. It's a great getaway, but maybe we need to do that Rhode Island next. We could uh, check with Zeet's dad knows where everything TV is. TV Mater D. I know just the man for this. TV Mater D. That's exactly right. Yeah, light up. I'll fucking light up with you. What's that? I like to have a little smoke during the show. Let me go. Mm. God, that'd be good. That's pure satisfaction. It's just like immediate. I keep on pushing it. Mm. Well, that's all up on the um, iBang. Let me, um, by the way, I got to get some smalls. I don't get them in the city anymore. Really? Get down to my last pack, yeah. I'm like trying to have some smalls on the street, you know, larges at other time. I don't like slowly cutting back. I've tried to quit a couple times. You would think you could quit cigars easy. You'd be fucking wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, let me just say this. I can't quit anything easy. Nothing is easy like quitting my dope and my beer and my cigarettes. Nothing's easy. Uh, no, everything's hard to quit. I, I, I don't think Have I, you ever permanently taken anything out of your life? I, no. I, 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 no. I mean, I've never even attempted to stop trying to stop smoking. Alcohol, I did a length thing. Every, you know, most years I'll just stop doing the Lent. I'll stop drinking during Lent, and that's okay. I get really irritable and fucking angry for the forty days. Well, you can make it through. But I make it through. Yeah, I don't cheat or anything. Give up this year for Lent. Shit, I can't hey, do alcohol again. Great story up on the iBank today. Uh, the Brazilian girl who was selling her virginity yeah. got seven hundred eighty thousand dollars for it. All right, good for her. Good for her. 
good for her and also good for him. Money well spent, <laughs> my rich friend. Going to get it in to that fucking perfect... Going to get it in her... Perfect Brazilian vagina. I'd actually say, perfect. look, this is starting in your ass. <laughs> we're in no fucking hurry here. It's my money. You yeah. want to help the poor. It's uh, my money. Is that she said eventually she's giving the money 90% of the poor. She's going to keep 78000 right, Hey, that goes a long way in fucking Sao Paulo. Yeah. Um, Johnny Boy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you a question. I mean, I don't mean any disrespect because I love Fezzy, but what is this? What is he doing when you guys are talking? Is he reading the paper? Is he looking at you? It's weird. Is he in the bathroom? Like, really, what's going on? Like, He's just sitting right there? next to the mic where he's been the entire show, just in certain parts he decides to lock, and he's in one of those places right now. Earlier, if you remember today, he was talking. But once he gets out of that one thing that he was going to talk about today, it was 270 to win, that site that, you know, he's become obsessed with. Um, now he's just sitting. Just say hi, Fez. Hello, everyone. And even while we talk, you... Didn't feel the need to add in? It just, no, it just, like you said, it freezes. Mm. Uh, oh. Hicks, are you going to be ready for the fucking big storm Monday and Tuesday? It's going to hit, right? I don't know. Well, I thought my window is fixed, so there won't be water flying through it. They claim this will be the biggest, uh, it's a perfect storm. Oh, no. Yeah. Bigger than the one last year? Well bigger. My roof leaks. Now, weirdly, this time last year, remember, it snowed this week. Snowed right before Thanksgiving. It was a big snow, too. It was the worst snow of the year in October. It was the only snow of the year, really. I think we had one um, very early on, and then one, I think, in the spring, right? Yeah. But then we had like six months of nothing. It was actually pretty temperate. There was nothing wrong with it. It was temperate. Yeah. That's what it was. When cold wasn't yeah. too hot, Joe. Yeah, it was when, like the whole country. When push comes to shove, uh, it all came together. Maybe I'll get some bottled water for this hurricane, just so you know, in case the power goes out. Stay hydrated. How close are you to uh, like a store, though? There's a store right in like inside my building, like in the building. There's right. like retail space. That's why I don't worry about such things because I'm the same kind of way. What if there's like looting? During I'll the- be doing. Okay. I, mean, I don't want to. <laughs> That's a good if, idea. If we're stealing shit, I'd rather be in with people stealing, not the people that are getting stole from. Um, Marco, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, you didn't win the St. Augustine Award. What are you talking about? I got the award. It's on the eye. No. Uh, Ron Bennington won the award. Yeah. Uh, some some other cat in uh, in Ohio named Ron Bennington. You, you didn't you didn't spend you didn't spend that money yet, did you? Yeah. Oh, oh no. You need a producer. That's true. Oh no. Can I tell you something, Chris? I need yeah. a producer yeah. who produces results. It said Ron Bennington. Yeah. And I need a co-host who co-hosts the show. Although he does have a picture of Denise up now <laughs> that he's staring at. And not even looking up at me as I'm talking. As if this is just not really even happening. Uh, Greg, New Hampshire, you're on Run Fez. 
Oh, hey, boys. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely hoping that thing blows out to sea. We don't need any of that Irene bullshit around here. Thank that, you, dude. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, last year, Ronnie, it was like 28 inches of snow. It was the biggest fucking dump I've ever seen in October. It was insane. And I'm a skier. I was so stoked. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to get fucking buried this year. And then nothing all winter. I was like, holy shit. It was insane last winter. It was. It was a bummer. You guys are great. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Oh, man. We're going to get fucking murdered this fucking winter. I can feel it. Lock it up. Throw it in there with the fucking Detroit Tigers. Oh, they no. said that the the snowdrifts could be so high this winter that they could drift us into last winter. Time-shifting so- fucking snowdrifts. Snow-shifting snow and time-shifting. Now, you grew up in Minnesota, right? Yeah. What's a normal winter for you? Uh, typically it's, uh, snowy and cold and dismal and like ready to commit suicide. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who get like seasonal depression, Yeah, you know, just because it's cold. I mean, usually, you know, I get seasonal depression in the summer. It's like, oh, God, it's light out. It's It's too light. Everyone's at the beach. Yeah, it's good time. I like, like, this time of year where you get home and, like, by 6.30, you're just like, oh, I want to eat a bowl of pasta and lay down. (laughs) Take naps. It's nice. I'm just going to wear, like, pajamas like a child. There's something about the winter where you know, A, you can't do anything. Yeah. And B, you can't fix things. Yeah. And C, <laughs> this gives you a chance to not give a fuck about anything. I'm one of those people who, like, once the sun goes down, I feel like my day is over, you know? Well, a New York winter compared to your Minnesota one, you're going to feel like you had two summers. Yeah, well, I don't know. I hear I hear it's pretty bad in Manhattan with, like, when the wind's blowing at you. Well, on the, the west winter. side. Um... Okay. Phil, you're on the run of face show. What's going on, Roddy, man? Uh, you know, all last night I was kind of worried about Fez. He sounds okay today. He hadn't talked very much, but is he doing all right? Um, He was fine yesterday. I told you I wasn't falling for it. He, was, he, he hit this part of the show, and then when there was a fight going on, <laughs> he couldn't think of anything to say to join in or didn't know what side to go on and did his panic attack. But we knew even then it wasn't a, a heart attack. It was, uh, I'm not uh, committing. I'm not part of this. Um, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Whoops, let's try it one more time, James, to close out the show. What's that? There's some good places to get a lot of really good craft beer in Connecticut. Like if you stop off in a place like the Ginger Man restaurants in uh, Greenwich or South Norwalk or uh, Cole House Pizza up in uh, Stanford, they all have 52 taps, and they curate the beer really closely. You know, I like to have a lot of excellent craft beer selections up there, too. So that's another thing you can get up here that's excellent. All right. If you get to the opportunity, head on over to theibang.com and add that to the list. It's a great list. I'm very, very happy and thanks to all the people that contributed. It's Connecticut the right way up on the iBank. Also, the Jeffrey Gurian interview is up on the iBank. Um, you'll be able to hear more about the John Hodgman uh, dates changed on the iBank. Lots of stuff up there, too, including Quirky Indie Girls, The Five. We'll pick up on that a little bit tomorrow. 
Uh, was that a Japanese guy who brought the, the Brazilian pussy? Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right, that's great, because she's going to be broken in with a tiny little dick. So Maybe the hymen won't even break. Who knows? Um, Ken Shane is all ready to help us out. And um, Rhode Island and also brought up Frank Pepe's in New Haven. Frank Pepe's. I thought, wasn't Pepe's on the list? Yeah, it was. That was the first thing I brought up. Um, Flipper wrote in and said, yes, he did indeed say <laughs> Isn't that fucking funny? <laughs> but he was. He saw him after the bleach store. And actually said to me, you should see these guys. They're called Nirvana. They're from out of Seattle. I'm like, Seattle? What are they even fucking doing down here? He tried to get them on our show. I'm like, no. Oh, my God. What about Sublime? No. <laughs> Fuck. Could have fucking had Bradley and Kurt on. Then I could have been on all those documentaries <laughs> where they talk about it. I was worried about Kurt. It seemed like he changed so much after Nevermind took off. Shit. Well, I can't wait to watch Smells Like Teen Spirit this year. <laughs> Why? Why even? We'll be back here for the Friday show tomorrow. Fun time. Filtered excellence tomorrow. And tomorrow, 2-0. And that's the end of my show. Donk.